Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to the OGL Officially Unofficial Cast. I am still your host with the most, Alex, otherwise known as Lexi, go by Marswan on the internet. I am of course joined by the unicorn of the podcast as it is a very special day for the man sitting virtually across the internet next to me. Initialized Nymera, happy belated birthday, sir. Thank you, sir. Pleasure, pleasure. And of course, I'm joined by the first class Nymera, delivering explicit service across your interwebs. I would have used, uh, initialized nope. the, 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 the aging, the aging caster. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, th I think my personal favorite there was, was, was explicit service. Like, rather, he missed rather it! Than exquisite, he totally rather missed than, it! Rather than, rather than exquisite. And I was thinking, well... What kind of service is he rendering on the uh, internet well, these days? Well, DM me to find out. Anyway, oh. as always, I'm Alex Lamera. <laughs> He's a Jana man now. 295. Colour extraordinaire. I've, uh, I've been all over the shop <laughs> doing some work for some different people. And uh, I'm glad to be back to talk about some LGL stuff. So it's, it's, it's been a hot minute for all of us. It has been. It's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be joined both by ba back with you both, even though we were celebrating Initialize's birthday only a few days ago. That's two yes, LGL officially yeah. unofficial birthdays in the month of April. Myself and Initialize. Got uh, April babies are clearly the best babies. Like Yeah, we are the best babies. <laughs> we are best babies. Thanks, guys. I mean, you're just in a minority here. Like, this is facts. We yeah, counted yeah. two, and we counted one. I mean, the only so, difference is, Nightmare, I might be able to give your birthday present in person as opposed to initialize. Really cool. So, oh, I mean, oh. we'll, we'll see how that goes. But what is this podcast? It is the LJL Official Unofficial. We cover all things that happen in the LJL. What is the LJL? It's the official pro league for the Japanese League of Legends professional scene run by... Riot Games, Riot Japan, and their partners. This podcast, though, has no affiliation with Riot Games, Riot Japan, or any of their partners. We run all of this off of our own backs. Myself, Initialize, and Nightmare. With that all said, uh, this also does not represent the LGL officially unofficial cast. Oh. These are our own opinions, and we will definitely say things that might be borderline questionable sometimes, but... Uh, I've already but said explicit about Nymera, so I mean, we can be, we definitely say some... Hmm. There won't be personal attacks. They'll oh, all be absolutely. about the game, at least. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And normally flaming each other for our opinions. That's how we normally yeah. work. Okay, personal to each other. Oh, okay. obviously personal to in, each other. In-house personal. Um, if you are interested in anything, uh, if you're watching the video version of our podcast, our handles below, as well as the LGL Officially Unofficial Twitter and Instagram of LGL Officially Unofficial um, is all streamed across this. But if you are missing that, you can find Nymera at, at Nymera. You can find Initialize at Initialize. That is I-N-I-T-I-A-1. I-S-E. And you can find me at... at the L Mas is a one. <laughs> yes, the L is a one. That's the easiest way. Or you can check the show notes where I always include yeah. all of our handles as well as the official handles. Obviously, all this podcast does go out on all major stream platforms, excluding a specific one I didn't mention. I'm going to continue not mentioning them. I'm going to continue not mentioning them. Because then that raises more suspicion. Right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this podcast does go out on all the major stream platforms. So if you are interested, there are links to most of the platforms. And if you have a platform you would like this podcast to be on and it's not on there already, do, by all means, please get in touch. The best way to get in touch, though, is through our Discord. You can find the Discord link in the show notes. Or if you Google, sometimes uh, you can't find links through any and all of our videos that we do post. Our Twitter DMs are open as well. Uh, all are. of our Twitter DMs. I, uh, I actually, Slide on in. 
questioning my yeah no no my not my not i had to I open the, the lgl unofficial at lgl unofficial account uh, is well oh, always L has at, it. is at uh, lgl official that is the account unofficial shit. oh it's yep. just no, yeah it's yeah. just lgl unofficial yeah. that's it yeah that one those dms are open you can get a contact with us through that as well and as always, we're not going to do this for too long because I think everybody is well enough kind of done with my spiel about all of this because we're all having to deal with it and uh, really kind of just hedge our bets as much as we can. Social distancing is important. Please keep you, yourself, those you care about, and your neighbor as safe as possible. We are strong together. I'm getting the kind of Planet of the Apes thing. Apes, strong, together. Um, but we are, if we actually follow our government um, and um, just kind of listen to the World Health Organization and That'd be great. wash your hands and save the rocket, the Pokemon rocket, uh, Team Rocket thing, prepare for trouble, make sure for double. I, I do that every single time. And That's my hands... how you do it. You yeah. climb it by doing the... Oh, yeah. I mean, trust me, I've had some interesting ones. I start playing their YouTube videos of random different ones they've got so I can start trying to get them into my repertoire. I'm preparing for episode 100, guys. I might have multiple cosplay changes yeah. in store. Like, you don't know. I might Outfit be Jesse changes. and James as well as, like, multiple league champions. We don't know. In Initialize is definitely Meow. Meow! That's right! I don't I know what I do a decent thing is that, accent, that leaves so. me to be Wobbuffet, and I'm not sure I'm happy wow. <laughs> I mean, I will happily be female James with huge titties. Big old biddies. I'm sure many people would be happy with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we going to be talking about, gentlemen, in this episode of the podcast? Well, we are going to be covering the, the, the games that we have been waiting for weeks yes. for. Finally, we're able to talk about them because they are actually happening this week. On the 3rd of May, we will be coming the semi-finals live over on our Twitch channel of LGL underscore officially underscore unofficial. Or if you just type in LGL unofficial, you will find our Twitch page. We'll be talking about first V3 facing off against DFM. Later in the episode, we will then be covering the finals um, with all potential outcomes and everything we, that we feel like we could cover in that kind of section. Uh, overall winners and potentially any and all thoughts. This is going to be a very long episode if you haven't already seen from the time that is probably going across your video player or and or podcasting app after that we will have a brief talk of meta talk maybe a little bit of small talk and questions to end us out but this is going to be a long one uh by the way the fourth the finals is going to be on the fourth of may i did Straight forget to say that uh it'll be on the fourth of may uh and we will also be streaming that live please do by all means get in uh join our discord or follow us on twitter for updates as we will be very vocal um on all of our own personal twitters as well as the um our own the agile official unofficial yeah. twitter and pages because we want to make it so people are aware we're doing it because we will do it live because it was very well last time importantly that means this is the last podcast before they happen you know we we, we record the day after they happen so we'll have a very tired podcast after two best of fives uh, next week probably yep yep <laughs> but that's what we do for the sake of con content content, content. Um, and we've got a lot of things that we've actually been having to push off when it comes to content um, in the grand scale of things. Um, we were already having about an hour conversation about something that will probably, once we've done the work for it, we will probably turn into a podcast episode as it will be interesting to talk about. Um, 
Uh, definitely moving into off-season for this in-between part, we will probably be more experimental with our content. Um, and then definitely after the end of summer split, we will probably be diverging into other content around League of Legends, potentially not just exclusive to the LGL, because uh, there won't be much to talk about until we hear stuff and news. So, wanted to just get that out of the way, but gentlemen, we've been waiting so long for this match. We have. Yeah. So long time. What, three? Four weeks? So long. Uh, we've done three episodes, I think, of the podcast. I think this is number three we're doing. Damn. Is it? I think it might be four. Because remember, we did an episode running down how the game went, and then we did two filler weeks. And then oh, was God, four. yeah. Well, this is it's actually been four we, weeks. This is the fourth episode of the yeah. podcast, and we do this, this is a dry consistently. Spell, man. Um, and this is why our content has been less uh, as um, up to the same level, because we haven't been able to... Uh, Cover had, like, yeah. the LJL. We did well, we did well considering. Oh, hundred like, percent. So much you can do with like literally no content happening around you. Yeah, I mean, we part... can cover other leagues' drama. Yeah, pretty much. Do. True, but the part of the problem is we wanted to cover content, but we couldn't cover it because we still had something to lead into, and we couldn't cover. Pretty much. Yep. Put us in a real weird state. But our semi-final match will be the three eSports facing off against Detonation Focus Me. Site selection has not been currently unveiled and that probably won't be made available till the day. Um, Higher seeding will be DFM, so you could assume they might have, uh, they will have side selection for the first yeah, game. Yeah, they from the upper bracket too. So. Um, but we don't know which side they have picked. We can obviously hedge our bets and that's potentially something we will talk about later in this section. Um, I have got a brief bullet point, which these two are aware of which, so uh, there will be a schedule that I'll be keeping us vaguely to. We might go off as we commonly do into do tangents, um, but I will also be trying to keep this on a vague leash because this could be an episode that, if I'm not careful, could be four hours. Yep. And I don't really want to do that. Nope. We digress enough before the episode not to do it within it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, but with Cut that said, what have we learnt about these two teams during playoffs, gentlemen? So, who do you want? Well, I guess I'll start it then. Go, go for so, it. Um, now, the question for me is who have we learned more about in playoffs? Mm. Who's been. Uh, so, we're talking about V3, we're talking about DFM. V3 played three games versus Axis, 3 0 in the, uh, the round one of playoffs. Then they went on to beat CGA in a reverse sweep. That was a 3-2. So, and then whereas DFM lost 3-2 to Sengoku. So we've seen eight games from one team, uh, including five wins and two losses. No, six wins, two losses, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, we've seen two losses, three losses and two wins from um, DFM. Yep. I'm going to... Well, Sam, do you have a particular one that you'd like to take? Because I'll take the other one. Or uh, Are we talking... This is for teams, specifically. Yeah, teams. V3 or DFM? Because I'll lead off with one. But do you want to lead off with another if you let me pick the first one? I mean, I can... Go... Yeah, you go. I'll take either. Right, okay. Well, I know that you're a DFM boy, so I'll, I'll, I'll start off with V3, because I've it. been a big, uh, <laughs> big fan of them throughout the play. Um, so, V3, they came in with some real firepower into playoffs. They absolutely swept through Axes. They didn't really look like they were challenged that the much. With the sweep with Axes, that was a nine-win streak, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah I think, it was huge. I think it matched the win streak for the LGL this split, if we include the regular split, if we include, like, a, a yeah, runoff and between going the regular over, season into playoffs, yeah. right? Um, 
And then the important thing for me is not that serious though, because it didn't look like they were particularly challenged in a lot of the areas in the game, which we know they succeed in already, right? Mm. That changed a lot in CGA's games. Um, they lost the first two games. They looked like they were rudderless. And the big thing which we learned about V3 in that series is that they can adapt in a best of five. They changed which champions they were picking. They changed what particular roles they were potentially playing in the team as well, particularly for Boogie as well, right? Because he was changing from something like an Echo, a heavy dive champion, into something like Rek'Sai, which paths very differently, can affect um, affect lanes very reliably, and come out with some uh, really, really strong performances on champions like that. Mm. So for me, V3, we have learned that they have multiple styles of play that can go, they can go towards with certain champions, and that they can adapt in a best of five series. One of the other things, which has kind of been a follow-on from this, is that Ace is not a liability. He has come up really big in playoffs right now, and importantly for me, he's come up big on a lot of champions, which we weren't necessarily seeing from him in the regular split so much. He picked up a couple of Syndra games towards the end of the split, okay. and then he's carried that on in playoffs. I think he currently has a 46 kda on the champion something absurd like that it's above 40 i'm trying to remember if it's above 50 Jeez, that is it's absolutely if it huge is. It, it is it's absolutely huge he's also been picking up stuff like rumble which we'll talk about later into the podcast because it affects kind of certain dynamics between some of these matchups and effectively for, for us one of the questions about ace coming into it is that he's looked good on some things but how good is he really on his his entire champion pool, right? I've not been a big fan of his Jace. I have been a big fan of his LeBlanc. We've seen a couple of other picks start joining that pool. And that's been a big thing for V3 as they push deeper into this playoffs run. Um, I think some other things we, we found out. Reyna, absolutely insane. This guy's great. Um, but not everything is positive. Not every player has had the sterling performances we always see from them. And actually sometimes separate from their performances is about how people react to them. For me, Boogie has been found that he can be nullified. There are ways where you can make Boogie kind of accountable. We saw that versus CGA when they lost a couple of the games, uh, when they lost a couple of the games versus them. Some very close, um, like, inches of life left on health bars, where Boogie did not win them for the first time we've really seen this split. Mm. And um, we also saw, like, Archer need some time to settle into a series. He didn't look particularly great in that CGA series either. He came online later into it. But it was a long time waiting. Spoken a lot about V3 now, guys. So if you guys want to take off anything from that, sure. anything I've said, go yeah. away for it. Go, no. Like, I think it's quite interesting that obviously V3 went down 0 2 versus CGA. Uh, and that was when Ace was on a Jace in the mid lane and looked a little bit um, meh. meh on it, I think is the way to put it. Uh, similarly, we saw, like, uh, like, particularly in that game one, Rayner went towards the set support and they couldn't quite make it work. Also, bluntly, it was Paz on. Orn and Mordekaiser, neither of which he looked anywhere near as good as his last three games, which were on Aatrox, Aatrox, and then GP. We know he blows those champions damn well. It is a little bit telling to me that I think the Orn and the, um, gosh, the Mordekaiser were a little more toothless. Uh, and we have seen him on Orn before kind of miss one or two ultimates in the regulars that we go, hmm, not sure about that. So there is potentially something around the Orn pick maybe being a little bit suspect for V3, but I want to see more before I kind of commit to that being a thing. But I have a concern there, I think is the way to put it. Um, so I think V3 are looking the strongest they've ever looked in their sure. whole split. Um, I think if V3 are going into this matchup, they are having the best chance they've ha they were going to have throughout this whole season so far in the spring split. 
Um, looking specifically at playoffs, I think they have just been getting arguably leaps and bounds better. They beat a mm. CGA that looked almost unbeatable in some aspects. They had they had the absurd tiebreaker 20 minute stomp fest. Yeah. And then pros proceeded to then beat Rascal Jester in a series that I was always giving, I think, except for the very end, I was giving to Rascal Jester. Yeah. And yeah, they no, I, I played really they played Rascal Jester's game and beat them, which kind of made me very worried slightly for V3. Um, but V3 then were able to um not fall apart to tilt, not lose not lose themselves in the losses. Um uh, especially against obviously CGA where they went 0-2 down and then reverse sweeped it and quite clearly <laughs> after that first win you could definitely see on camera that the whole team felt good and that's because they all did good they all won their lanes to a to a point boogie looked absurd ace just couldn't die went 10 110 on syndra again obviously off this chase i definitely agree with you both i think that is a problem pick but i think outside of just don't give ace jace um it's almost like the ray farky thing with darius um if you don't give them these champions they are sometimes the playing phenomenally for where they are and questions have to be made ace has been honestly really impressive over these last themes yeah. and he was able to go one-to-one -one with the best mid laner of the region oh yeah Ares, Ares are best mid -laner. so um, yeah, yeah. if he's yeah. able to go one-to-one -one with aria and beat aria in spots in some spots, yeah. Yeah, and not every spot. I'm not saying it's crazy, but I think if you're able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Adia, and... That's, good. that's a good show. That's a really good place to... Like, yeah. you should be feeling very confident because Adia plays very differently to Saros. Yeah. Saros... Particularly, yeah, particularly the last game. Yeah. Ace was really good. So I think, I think... I think for V3, um, we've learned that they are on fire at the moment they are playing their best and i'm very excited to see yeah. where they go my initialize are you gonna take us through dfm so far yeah, and what we've learned from them all of that. <laughs> yeah yeah so i think there's a few things we've learned about dfm and uh one i think the probably the big one is well there's probably two things to cover which are kind of major things initially before we start delving into some of the nitty-gritty so one is that um dfm didn't have the best plans for level ones. They got punished a couple of games, particularly game one, and particularly game, uh, I want to say would have been game, game four or five, I forget which one, where effectively Steel had his level ones kind of particularly nullified. The game one is a very notable one for that. Where... Game, four and, game four was pretty bad. Although game four and five happened very similarly in level ones. Yeah uh yeah uh whereas i think a game four was a better recovery oh, from steel oh. but the the real notable one for this was in fact the the game one and we saw it in the regular split as well week five when sengoku gaming got the win over dfm it was off a poor level one invade from dfm uh and that proved to be a bit of a weakness where what they wanted to do and set up was a nah pantheon dive in the top side which was which was going to be difficult anyway versus a job and a renekton which can definitely turn things around uh and it showed up here second thing is that dfm had a really weird read on them frankly um yeah they had kind of blanked on a number of key things and what they were kind of really hard drafting on Come on, you can't say blanked no, without uh, blank being on the yeah. team that's I, I, causing I this. I'm sorry. I, I like to do it intentionally. Not, he's, not he's a man amongst Apperman. That's the one. Oh. Uh, 
Um, but sorry, by all means, uh, continue. Yeah. So it, specifically, I want us to have a look at like they put a lot of focus on towards this Pantheon Nar combo and then least Nar combo, which mm. was around about getting Ebby snowballing, hard pushing on this Nar, diving him with steel. They've done it before, but with these champions, it just didn't really work out. The Nar games, game one was a bit mad, didn't do a lot. Game four, when he came back to it, um, started really well, but couldn't find the team fights um and similarly with game five it was kind of like okay couldn't find our way into the team fights well rome earlier and find the team fights and then just died trying to win this game so there was some problems with the drafting and the read on the meta the specifics yeah. on that are a couple of different champions we talked about the nar priority it clearly is potentially a pick counter pick into things like the aatrox and the renekton particularly uh -huh. uh, it didn't work out the way they wanted to do it too. Like it was fine in lane, mm. but come team fights, they couldn't find engages. And that's the second thing is DFM were really struggling to find engages, particularly versus Varus. And DFM uh, fought against Varus one, two, four out of the five games. And if anybody was watching um, or paying attention to any of Cloud Templar's recent analysis over specifically for the LCK finals, we saw very similar things and comments about Gen G versus T1, where Gen G did not have a way to deal with Varus. And effectively what happened was that Varus is exceptionally versatile, plays multiple styles, and he can keep you a long way away. And he is very difficult to get onto with just one form of engage because he has got quite a long distance. So you can see engage is coming quite a long way away. And so you kind of need multiple ways to threaten him because, yes, he's immobile, but he has got uh, things like the uh, Chains of Corruption and just a decent okay. range uh, that makes him quite difficult to deal with, and especially with how powerful Varus is in lane at the minute. And remember this, I believe, unless they've decided to change this because of the long time gap, will still be on the same playoff patch as when we yeah, started. So 10.5, 10, 10. which is quite mm -hmm. a long time ago, and Varus is still <laughs> real powerful at that point. And we saw that basically DFM did not have an answer to Varus. I mean, he's arguably still They're... good now. Yeah, oh, he is. He is, absolutely. That's my good. point. If anything, uh, he's overpowered. He's, he's overtuned. At, he's, uh... he's, he's even stronger now. Yeah. He's... They didn't have. Yeah. So, yeah. DFM didn't have an answer to Varus. They also indexed really heavily into uh, top lane split push compression with attempted dives that didn't work out, partly because of level mm. one shenanigans and partly because the NAR pick just wasn't particularly clean. Um. And kind of attached to that was a kind of, okay, we've got all of these champions which are attacking us from miles away. Victor Varus, huge control, huge sort of zone denial with the right abilities like the Gravity Veiled and the uh, Chains of Corruption just range that we can't get on top of them. We're getting poked out around dragon fights and we're just losing these mid to late game champions. Having said that, okay. their games two and three were actually pretty good. Uh, Ebby got onto Renekton, Steel got onto Pantheon. Renekton, Pantheon, now there is a dive combo which looked very, very good. They did a lot of good work with it. They teleported and turned up with Grand Starfalls. Yutoromayashi and Gang on the Aphelios and the Thresh turned up the team fights and did exactly what they needed to on the tin. That was great stuff. Uh, and game three was versus the kind of this Nocturne, uh, Nocturne Carthus combo where Nocturne in the mid lane will dive in, Carthus drops the ultimate down as well, and basically you just try to orbital nuke someone from across the map. Um, 
it didn't work out that well because DFM played it again very, very well. Ebby was back on the Renekton, looked really, really good versus Affermen's Orn, did some pretty nasty things to him in lane. Uh, and also, of course, Steel on a Trundle Men, but that tankiness wasn't there in a lot of the team fights later on. Uh, and Seros on the Ziggs, basically neutered Pyrian. There was one great turnaround fight in the mid lane, I think. But that was kind of about mm -hmm. it. Utapan also flexed the Syndra towards the bot lane and looked good on it. We saw an early pick Syndra, um, and it was flex bot and looked very good, okay. and that was a good um, sign for them. Okay, so, I mean, that kind of over says that there isn't a huge amount of problems, really, is what you're saying? No, and I think it was like, a meta we learn from this, this, is the thing's like, basically, what did we learn from all this? Yeah, what, what does Rather that actually describing it. What, is it? what does it mean? Because, I know, mean? Cause so, to be honest, I just see, basically, currently, DFM reliance on blue side, uh, their drafting is still garbage, in my opinion, I think they still have to ban the same overpowered picks because they're scared of their enemy champions. Where their enemies don't do that now. Yeah, that's so I a think big yeah. deal. So, in my eyes. Yeah, so, so we also I, we of, did also see the hammer thing get through. No one cared about it. Yeah, that's a good yeah. One. Most of what Sam said is on my list of what stuff which I prepped for this too. We prepared separately, so um, definitely quite obvious if we're both seeing it. You know, we're both in the same mind. The other thing which I was going to say is basically the champion pool in mid lane is affecting the draft quite seriously now. Not because Seros can't play the champions they're picking for him. He does have some very good picks, and he, you know, he's still one of our top uh, elite players in the LGL. The problem is where they have to pick it in the draft because he has to have certain champions to fit the team comps. Uh, he has to not. So we mm. saw a lot of Sendra priorities, right? Some early kind of picks of that, and um, you know, we saw like an Orn as well. But like it just, particularly in games four and five, they early picked um, a Syndra, and while they did flex it down to the bot lane to get something for him. Um, in game three, they gave him a Ziggs. That doesn't necessarily work unless you're on red side. They weren't prioritizing red side. And I think that Sengoku used the counter pick better than DFM yeah. did the entire series. So I think that DFM, what we've learned from them is that they are not confident, as confident in the draft as they were in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And Sengoku are a caliber of team which is punishing them for that. Yeah. So I kind of to add in on that is partly what I'm talking about when I was saying uh, they had a bit of an odd read on the meta because they were really hard exactly. indexing. No, exactly. Yeah, towards, it all kind of ties into that. But what's the specifically Syndra and Nar? And because they were saying like we can flex this Syndra, we think it's really strong. And so sure, it is. We look at look at Night Nine yeah. over in the LPL doing nasty things on the Syndra. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's just not saying yeah, so that. that like, Syndra's that's not like, that's a, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. And so that, that you can understand. Okay, they think that's a potential point of pressure in the draft and to an extent maybe it is but there are also issues in with that we're saying okay well holistically actually it wasn't an answer to victor varus because we couldn't get onto them mm -hmm. and our answer was nara's our engage cannot get there basically yeah One no, no, of what, sorry. what's yeah. what have you learned specifically about dfm um, um yeah. that you would that that you've learned from them currently just in their playoff spot really um just to so, get a different point of view yeah. Basically, again, level ones have not really been thought through. Um, yeah. Against someone like Blank, that is difficult because we know this guy has, like, he has arguably the the strongest and the most high-profile adaptation of any player and preparation of any player in the history of League, right? Very, we saw him yeah. as a sub-jungler for SKT, and he used that to great effect. Level ones were just not thought through. When they had their devil one disrupted, they normally lost the game. The one time that didn't happen is when Sangoku tried to disrupt the jungle with a Karthus jungle. Oh, where arguably Karthus needs to not have that happen. Yeah, that was and game they, they were, try they were <laughs> trying to weigh up. They were trying to weigh up. DFM really suck when they have level ones not go well for them compared to Karthus level ones not 
being good if he well, gets... Well, they had their own level one go awfully, basically. Well, that's the thing, right? They were the ones that pulled the trigger, try and evade bot side, and um, they didn't get the Carthus with anything. He ended up using his smart on his first camp, losing a load of mana. Um, but what we learned from DFM is, like, it's just contingency plans are not in place for them right now, and that's something they need to work on. And basically, the other thing is just... Um, oh, yeah, there are two things. One is lacking a reasonable way to deal with Varus and Victor. Yeah, exactly um, And actually, what this ties through to is partly Ebby's champion pool in terms of what they're prioritizing for him. Um, okay. they, pro they they use the Narc, it's not reliable, it can get to the backline, but in the three games they lost, he was playing it, and it just, it doesn't work versus a team with the composure of Sengoku and the range to play around, right? Victor and Varus have ways to feel for themselves. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, which is why for me, the Renekton was so big for him in their victories, because he can dive the backline. He gets to crush lane. Ebi is a great player. He will crush lane if you give him the tools to do so, and Renekton wins 90% of the matchups you put him into. There are a couple of things like, I don't know, Jace can beat Renekton occasionally. Ornn and Aatrox can, but it's difficult. Um, but as soon as the Renekton was off the table, uh, they didn't have a re reliable early game anti-fight nope. diving champion, and Ebi just didn't have the tools available to him. That's um, kind of everything I put in terms of specifics for uh, DFM. Yeah, and I mean, I think through that we learned that DFM, to really emphasize your point you made, uh, both of you made earlier, is uh, Sengoku can draft... Really well. and they can yeah. modify and they can pivot off and they're also in a weird way uh, they're they're almost willing to let one bad pick not mess their whole draft if they make a bad pick in normally um r1 r2 or b1 b2 they're willing to almost sacrifice that pick sacrifice that player to a degree mm. and go screw it you are our mid laner our support whatever your pick just doesn't gel with the rest of our team's composition. Let's just kind of have you pivot into this because then we can just beat them on every other aspect and then you just kind of are along for the ride. And if you do good, awesome. If you win your matchup, th that's just looking at black and white and going, I lose to X. But then if your whole team yep. wins and then maybe you get to do some winning, I think it's that's all right. A, exactly. It's all right. Yeah. Can't complain. But... Kind of also want to double in actually on. The I thought other you might be able to go with your point onto the next bullet point. Oh, maybe. actually, let lead it. Go. I, that's why I thought you might be going ah. with this. I ah, see, I'm a host with the most. I try. With DFM being proven to be beaten in playoffs, like this is DFM playoffs, not spring split where they might do crazy stuff. This is playoffs DFM. Sengoku and V3 both went one and one versus DFM in the regular spring. split. Split, but now that they've been proven by Sengoku to be beaten, does this change anything specifically for V3? I think I think it might make some impacts yeah. on how they prepare. Maybe I want to I want to kind of pick your brains and initialize yeah. if that's not what you were going for. Just fucking say it. <laughs> yeah. So like, was it? But like, I think there's probably ties in a little bit in that actually. What this means for V3 is having looked at that DFM trees, they're going to pick out a couple of things. It's actually V3 are going to want to index into having some good level one plans, get Boogie the kind of aggressive lead where he can start controlling the jungle matchup. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he can... The problem is we saw in the semifinals that V3 tried to do that and did it absolutely shockingly. It was atrocious on the yeah, game. one and like, two, yeah. Oh my days, it was bad. So the thing is, it's all well and good saying V3 will have learned about that. Sure. Whether they can pull it off, I do not know. Um, and secondly, they're going to want to look towards um, Varus, frankly. Um, they're, because they want, they're going to want to ask the question, have DFM now got an answer to Varus? 
because they didn't really in the semis or whatever answer they thought they had didn't work. Uh, and that cost them, because, you know, they were 2-1 two up, two one up, two one up in that series, feeling fairly good after a bit of a dodgy game one. Then they kind of lose two games pretty handily to Varus around Dragon Fights. And that yeah, kind of ties yeah. in a little bit to this, is that Sengoku Gaming's vision control around objectives and around the level one was really, really, really good. And sure, it meant and that what everyone to do to get into the backline couldn't do it. Sure, Can V3 like, do the same to basically do what they want to with that bounce? Sure, because uh, basically Sengoku into, going into the uh, vision control thing basically means that most of Ebi's champion pool in terms of yes. trying to dive stuff needs a flank to do it later into the game and you can't do it without the vision, right? That's how yeah. it all ties in together. Um, one thing in terms of, okay, does this change anything for V3? Yeah, I think it does because I think DF, DFM, they might have some obvious flags that they're looking to attend to in this break and they might say, okay, let's try and play with the Varus, try and play with the Victor. Let's try and get ourselves this kind of team. Let's, how is this going to work for us if we play the style? Um, mm. I think of all the teams in the LGL dealing with Varus and dealing with the more static but long-range backline, they are the team which yeah. deals with it best. They have heavy diving junglers, stuff like the Nidalee didn't work out, but they uh, not in that game anyway. It did work out in the quarterfinals versus mm, well, round one versus Axes. And also they play the, the Rek'Sai. They are 5-0 and on Rek'Sai. They have Rumble Mid, which keeps turning up. That's really good at dealing with stuff like that because they can't. They have to flash out of the Equalizer or die. Might change if you pick up something self, someone like a Thrasher or Tom Kench, right? But Rayner plays both of them very well, so arguably you just take one away from them in the draft. We've also He's been seeing that practice. we can play Echo in mid and jungle. Exactly. Yeah, Ace can, can pick well. play a very mean one as well, so yep. it's... Sure. And and then, like, uh, we saw that Paz plays the Gangplank. Gangplank yeah. is also really good at that. You have a, If you have a Rumble and a Gangplank, these champions cannot stand oh, still a in a team fight. classic matchup in that top lane this series is going to be. Yeah, oh, it should be. Yeah, it is. Gotta it help. Is. Gotta so help. For me, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it a bit later, but top lane's one to keep an eye on in that kind of matchup. So does it change anything for V3? I think it might do, but not necessarily in the way that they're thinking about it, because DFM might be chasing some red herrings against V3 in particular. Okay, and do, yeah. like, I mean, I didn't put this down, but do we think... I mean, actually, no, let's just go on to my next point because I think I can interject mm. my thought process right now better in a later point. Um, but do we actually think if our DFM actually going to learn from these mistakes? I mean, we don't know anything yeah. of the backroom, but we've seen what they've done in the past with their mistakes and the attentiveness that is given to them. So I ask the question. DFM, are they going to remember? Are they actually going to learn? They've had a month to learn. Are they going to I learn? I think if you've got a coaching staff of Kazu and on there, you would have to have significant issues within the team not to learn. But the thing is against V3 in particular is that you're not preparing against a one-dimensional team. They showed multiple facets that they can kind of index into into their drafts and in their play style. Just through so playoffs start... alone. Exactly, just through playoffs, right? And all of these players do have extra champions that they're not pulling out, I'm pretty sure, as well. I mean, Boogie in particular, we haven't seen his gens out yet. That might be a pick no. which comes out and absolutely screws over the early game. I could also see them might... just doing... Because they can still do this. They could play Tarek Yi and they could just do it. Because you could still do it on 10.5. Do it! Do it, True. Boogie! Do it! So many... Yeah, so for me, it's like, if DFM get the mm. wrong idea, which we have seen many great teams do, notably yeah. Griffin in the LCK. They've been sat in the finals sometimes and just been like, mm. to lay a Pantheon bot lane, it's the best thing ever. And they get absolutely wailed on and it sucks. 
Um, so I think well, they just that... didn't play it well. To be fair, we've seen it work elsewhere, but sure, but um, yeah, but the, the precedent is still there to some degree. So, well, uh, will DFM have learned from the mistakes to some degree? Yeah, they will do. They have a great coaching staff. They have a great caliber of players. But the thing is, like, the question is, you're just fixing problems that we saw on the surface in those games. Does that apply to a different team matchup? Will that expose different weaknesses mm -hmm. because of the way these players work? Um, I mean, you know, the B3 are able to flex arrogant. champions in multiple roles, yeah, fundamentally, exactly. across a few lanes at least. I'm not going to go crazy. We're not going to go magical Christmas land because we understand our players are human. And also from what we've just seen on the, what they do in solo queue and what they've brought out yeah. through the previous season. So we won't go magical Christmas land saying that champions should be yeah. four flex if they're pantheon and three yeah, flex just, if it's kindred and stuff. Like we're not. I'm just worried if they have to like pick up some new champions and like they. They haven't really put the pieces together. Sorry, yet. is this a V3 or DFM? Both DFM. teams, but to a more degree, DFM, because I think a big problem or question mark for me is V3 can play a very adaptive draft, assuming they're on red yeah, side, right? Me. And mm -hmm. DFM struggle at playing adaptive drafts. They, they almost reveal what they're doing off of their first pick, mm -hmm. which just allows V3 to go... Cool, they're drafting nice. like this. We know how to beat them. We saw Sengoku do it. Yeah. We already know how to play this comp. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm not entirely I don't know if they're going to sure stop doing I that. I agree with that. I'm not entirely sure. I've only seen them um, play about three different comps throughout this spring split in my eyes. Really about... There, there's different faces on the champions. Because I think my issue But they mostly do the same three things. Because I think my issue with V3 is effectively we've seen Boogie play only two styles of jungle and they've been very good. But they've been the two stars. We've seen his Nidalee Echo, where it's I will carry really hard from the jungle and we will die. Okay. The other style, which we saw is, that is what he did in the first two games at semis, and it did not work. And when he got shut down, the rest of the team comp kind of crumbled. Oh, uh, but and then he's also 5-0 on Rek'Sai. But then exactly. Yeah. And there is, but then the other option is... We Rek didn't see his Lee Sin. Yeah, where which is Rek'Sai at least Lee Sin, where he goes really, really aggro. Uh, and his two games on Garagas, we're just not talking about those? Yeah, but it's a particular yeah. style of the way he plays. No, those guys. no, no. I I disagree with you, initialize. I think yeah, he's well, played multiple different styles. I think saying two is yeah. shoeboxing Boogie into a. a, a, I, into, like, a I think he's played about five it. different styles because of his, remember, Because remember, we've also seen him try to play things like Trundle and Skana and look very. Or the team looked really bad around it. I, and, I, I, and like, and I, I'm not into the thing. Is, so basically, nice. Boogie, I. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not. So like, I think Boogie either goes to the really hard carry, which is fantastic, and we've, seen, we've also seen it shut down. The other option, which has worked very well for them so far, has been the Rek'Sai, the at least the least, where he goes really, really aggro early and looks to snowball through yeah, that. The thing for me now is that, particularly because of Ace's uptick in terms of his form, I would trust putting Boogie on Trundle again and have like mm. a Syndra or a Rumble in the mid lane. I'd be okay with that. Okay. Like if you have like a Trundle versus like say they say DFM pick up an Orn mid they did that in the game uh, games versus Sengoku yeah you pick a Trundle into that for Boogie you have a um, Syndra or um, a Rumble in the mid lane I think that actually they win that mid lane two v two and as much as Orn can really just dunk on something like a Syndra I I would trust them to play that now because base is up. Can you remember what Abby played top? It wasn't AP, was it? I don't that think it was, was AP. We haven't seen him. We've seen him play Mordekaiser. He before. played the Nar against Sengoku. He was Nar and Renekton. That's all he played. Uh, that's mm. right. Yes. Whereas we saw... I think that's Mike, a garbage pick. Because that's my that, second... But that's beside the point. Because <laughs> my, sec my second potential call-out on V3 would be um, Paz looked not good on Mordekaiser or Orn. 
Um, um, I think uh, that if Mordekaiser was actually okay. In that game in particular, Paz was the one person doing well. This is I when like Ace had a Jace, which was really not doing anything. And then like Archer went zero six on on the Ephelos. No, I apologize. Um, you're right. Boogie looked pretty bad. Don't get me wrong, but like for me, Paz was like the one person doing well that game. I also okay. don't think. No, I apologize. You're right. Yeah. Saying having one or two games on Orn throughout the playoffs is enough to say he's bad at a champion. I wasn't massively impressed with him in the regular season. No, the, the Orn was whatever. In fairness to me. But then I also he, think yeah, Orn he... is just good enough, and you should just prio pick him still. In ten point five, okay. you have to. Um, I'm sorry. I think that's I think prio so. pick he, or he ban. Was... I think, uh, particularly in the LGL, I think that Renekton is being a real cock yeah, blocker to a lot of these team fight picks, though, because Renek, like we've seen it from Ebby, and like this is going to probably skip out like a couple of points just because it's, it's reached it now. I think the thing about the Renekton is it allows some very proficient laning top laners to just dunk on the other top laner and make sure they don't hit an item power spike for the like the third dragon point, which is when you like the team fights really start swinging, mm -hmm. because like you've got this insanely fed crocodile, which is at his point of power, killing the backline stuff like the virus and the victor can't peel for themselves against that kind of lead, and your own top laner just isn't doing enough. So yeah. for me, like Renek Renekton is being really good for the LGL right now, so and they don't really know how to deal with it. If we want to go on that point, let's go over to pick and bounce because I think mm -hmm. that's a fair point to bring it in. Okay, so you're saying Ebby on his Renekton is yeah, I think it's huge. 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 I think it's a, a a champion that I would like to one know before I make any points. How 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 prior much priority are they putting on that pick? Is it like I, B one? I, I would almost say first pick. Are they okay? Yeah, so if they are first picking almost. Renekton, that is great for V three because you can build a comp that beats Renekton very easily but very this, very think, easily yeah. and v3 are the team that we could do that very easily. Do it that no well, but they if they want the to thing. be successful internationally this is the kind of stuff that you need to start doing mm. or i'm just going to be like cool we've got lgl in the in worlds but my expectation yeah, I, for them going i think well yeah, is, I, I don't think i don't think it's first pick blue side i think varus is that right now i think varus probably. is probably yeah Aphelios and varus kind of fulfill the same role in 10.5 because this is pre-nerf Aphelios in like 10.7 yeah so this is still Aphelios is still number one mm -hmm. yeah so he doesn't have like his q nerf throughout the no, early game which is like absurd that and, at that point because it's like uh, yeah it, 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 he just does way too much <laughs> because like effectively when you have gravitum on that on on Aphelios, you basically have an AoE Varisol anyway, kind of, because you just chuck out the ult and then you just press Q and it's just, look, everyone's rooted. <sighs> yeah, so um, it's not. Yeah, and then also Why you get clips scale that didn't see well with crit. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so, and we saw that in actually, we saw that in Sengoku versus DFM, right? We saw this series of plays, I think it was game one actually, where um, it was Yusori Miyashi and Youth Pond both sat in mid lane and. Um, you saw him actually kind of was right by his own turret, and then like a fight started because the Gravton came down, locked him in place, and it was all about catching the AD carry. They ended up losing that fight, but the idea was the same. And then later on, Varus caught Aphelios, and the same thing happened. It's literally about the engage ult from the AD carry starting off the team fight in the mid lane at that because, point. Yeah. Both of them fulfilled the same role. You could have switched the champions, probably the same thing would have happened. Yeah. So, are we going to run on the assumption that DFM on blue side, because they will have priority pick? So they'll they'll be on blue side at probably game one at least. Mm. Are they still going to keep banning LeBlanc, Zoe, and Senna? Senna is still absurdly strong, so that makes some sense. But are they still going to have to ban these mid laners who are really strong in the patch because Cirrus can't play them? And I think. Are we going to be putting all the priority onto Syndra, which just shouldn't be picked yeah. that early? 
Aces LeBlanc is really good. Yeah, yeah so you want to ban it from that. LeBlanc anyway. You want to ban it from that. And honestly, if you're wanting to first pick for... If you're wanting to get priority for Ebby, which I think they may well be... I don't uh, think you we... should be first picking for Ebby. That is just actually throwing all your cards on the table and saying we're I losing think, I think this. I think Aatrox and Ectin for sure they are they likely to. They are likely to first pick Set. Yeah, they, set, they will do. do I think, I think, I think, I think V3 should? can just no. ban that. I don't think they care. Yeah, they probably, I, I, I think that Paz is happy playing GP or some shit into it. GP Aatrox, I think he'd be fine with that. Yeah, but like, true. DFM will still probably first pick set if given the option. This Most is 10.5 set, which is absurd. Even now, yeah, he's, he's still strong. absurd. He's, been, he's, been, he's still been nerfed quite a bit at and this And he still point. may be still fine to blind pick, which is absurd. Yeah, he so, is. And so. this is without flexing into support too much. We've seen, well, we've seen a couple of games. We have seen V3 do that. Not from DFM. We saw it from another team as well. No, V3. I thought I thought we saw Reyna I doing V3 that. Did it. I thought, I'm trying to remember if we saw another team. No, Reyna played a set game. It wasn't good, though. They lost horribly on it. No, once. they played. No, no, Reyna played fine. The rest of the team just did not work really? well. Because he, he ended up 1 6 and 1, didn't he? On yeah, that but I remember that game. Yeah, he wasn't, right okay. he wasn't inting. It was the rest of his team that okay. was. Because yeah, no, I, I still no, wasn't I... entirely convinced because he was going really in and no one else was following. So I don't know whether that's just no, a team. No, I, I disagree. I think actually he was pretty good okay. on the whole. I think that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, played two games, went mm, 1 and 1, right. which means if. Uh, it was the second this, game. This means that obviously they can. If they don't ban him and DFM take him blind, mm. it basically forces priority pick where they yeah. go pick set or don't, and we can flex him probably yeah. three ways, that, which yeah. are good because he's still garbage in jungle, and obviously you would never do that to Boogie. You would never do that we, to Boogie. We have seen a couple sets. You shouldn't put him in the jungle. Um, yeah, I th yeah, I think that sweet, basically sweet you prince. can't. You, you, you... Birthday boy, no, no, it's okay. We definitely have seen some. Set it's okay. Yeah. Whether you should or not, or what you can do yeah. is another thing. <laughs> I think that set jungle is fine to flex set out of a bad matchup when you don't have any priority jungles mid... left. Yeah. But you have top mid support. Worst case scenario, oh, yeah, you throw him support. Um, mid, I would not put him there against most of the champs. Uh, against Cyrus's champ pool, I would be okay with it. Unless it's Syndra. Not yeah, but you can ban Syndra. You can if you're that then, worried, or you can just pick him and just wait till R5 yeah, to pick a counter pick to Syndra. Basically, I don't. I, I think he's good versus a stuff. zero or some shit. If you're, gonna play, if you're can... gonna play something like, yeah, if you're gonna play something like Pantheon, we've seen set dumb yes. on that. Um, also, just go. I, oh, I will be curious to see because actually, in the, what? So actually, we saw what the adaptation from Sengoku was in the last couple games versus DFM was. Hmm. They basically said we're gonna ban. Uh, set Pantheon Renekton, those really aggro top, gonna top well, two top lanes and a top lane flex. And then Ebby's go to after that was not the Aatrox, it was the Nar. Mm -hmm. uh, and we know Ebby plays a great Aatrox. So I was wondering <laughs> why the Nar, and if effectively, if versus V3, the same thing happens, I, I think Pat's gonna be really happy with that. I believe yeah. they weren't. I believe they were prio picking Syndra aggressively. That was in like third pick on blue side. Yeah, it was in your second yes. round, first three picks. Yeah, as well as I believe they're also prioritizing Utapon on Ezreal. That, I'm trying to they remember. They were leaving the Ezreal late. Were they so leaving they it late? Like, so they could flex yeah. the Well, they just first picking Steel's Elise and just. They were first picking Syndra for the flex. So it was oh, just, so yeah. I was right with the Syndra saying first yeah. blind first pick Syndra. Okay. Yeah, and, and it, Actually, and it worked it worked well for them in game three. It didn't work in game four. They tried it again game five. It didn't work. I, so it was one on one, and then they lost that, it. That basically. raises question marks, which means Apperman's just picking up no, I, a a, 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 a Trox because. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if it was first pick Elise actually in game four and five. 
I don't know. They stopped banning it because they realized they don't have to give a shit. And Maybe. I don't. And I think. Maybe. And I think Maybe. this Maybe. is something. It might have been Syndra. It might have been Syndra second, third. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. It was a little. It was. Yeah, I, think it was I think it was Syndra pick three. I seem to remember that. Or it might okay. have been in game three. That okay. Like that. Whatever. I don't have the pick ban yeah. order. I'm gonna. I mean, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Commonly, Sengoku, when whatever DFM were applying with come later, they were just like, "Lol, we just get Varus and Aatrox. Cool. You guys can't think... do shit." Yeah. Yeah, and they're just like, cool. We then... already have our combo going, and you guys have will... nothing. And they... but yeah, I have got some. I have got some questions about what happens if DFM kind of stop with the Nar thing, which didn't work, and then draft towards and kind of draft there, sort of like two v two top rather than two v two mid, and just leave, and, but... uh, and what happens is do do v three. What do you pick then? Or... That's the thing, though. Besides Renekton, what's going to crush... Renekton, Aatrox, GP, I think you can all play. No, but Aatrox, you can't be guaranteed three top laners, right? You can't be guaranteed mm. Set, you can't be guaranteed Renekton, you can't be guaranteed Aatrox, right? No. I think that but, V3 are happy to first round but if, um, Renekton or Aatrox. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, that with a virus or something. So my question is more that, actually, what happens if... Um, so, again, a lot of what V3 did... Um, sort of towards like particularly towards that last rumble game was actually boogie and ace teamed up really well is what they did yeah. they kind of all roamed together or turned up in the mid lane for both first tower and first blood i believe yeah first tower and first yeah. blood that's they had a mid tv2 which went really well yeah um what happens is like my question is does ace look as good if boogie has to put his priority top uh, I think but, yes, because Ace has been shown against Kaz Aria is... when he wasn't getting that priority as much. Um, he was yeah, doing I mean, fine. Yeah. So, and it's that's like, against Aria. I rate Aria far that... higher than Cyrus at the moment. So, right. I okay, so can I can I can I yeah go for it? Because like I know that basically we said that Ace was doing well versus Aria in the one v one. That that's not the whole story. Oh, it's because not. actually he was he was he was not getting priorities, getting poked out of lane early. I, mean, I think his first so his first Jace game versus camera. the Azir. He was trading well in lane, but they lost the game. They ended up losing a lot of stuff about that. They did. Um, in his... True. So the Syndra versus Silas, he won some early trades, but then kind of like yeah, went a bit whatever. The Syndra versus Varus in game four, he was getting poked out the shit. It's a hard matchup, but like he was surviving is the main important point. But Syndra wasn't doesn't like... necessarily have any true counters, really. Well, Varus is pretty good versus him. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Because you, you po it's the same with any long-range mate. But Varus just ends up... This is why Varus was Varus mid came out in season five to counter Azir because like Kuro you locked him up and then you could just poke you poke them out from outside of their range. I so back on the G Tiger days. Want to say I'm but... right with assuming that we haven't seen much Varus from Ace, if any games. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember. Zero games. Yeah, I've just checked yeah. now. Zero games in playoffs. Yeah. yeah so oh, actually, that that's just all games. Game. That's the whole spring mm -hmm. split. Um, which. Yeah. I would assume V3 would have that flex built in, but if they don't and it's all on Archer, also, that so, makes it worse significantly. The, the thing for me is Unless that there are a couple Archer of picks that come mid. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah Archer, Archer, Archer plays a good Varus, right? We've yeah. seen that a couple of times yeah. in the regular split. So for me, um, the question is, how many picks that we've seen which weren't necessarily buffed by themselves, but have kind of become priority in their own right, from later patches come back to 10.5? Questions mm. for me. Corky is actually yeah. pretty good, even on 10.5. Works out really well with the Varus because you got the double poke. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is Graves in the jungle. Graves, right? So, I, so the reason I say this is that we saw like a number of teams pick up. So, uh, like 
Zoe and Zoe and Varys. Double poke. Mm. We saw it in game one from Sengoku, yeah. and then they weren't allowed Zoe again because it's nope. horrible. And like yeah. you learned one CC, they die. But like Boogie is a guy who's it's probably really a patch Boogie... thing, but yes. <laughs> Partly is, but actually, I don't think Graves was touched himself, uh, and I don't think Corky was touched at all. Actually, I between don't think and either have been touched. I think I that's Graves the thing. Had his, I thought like, Graves had his smokescreen buff. Maybe, but the thing for me is like, there's a good point to say actually, Graves is very similar to Olaf. Power Farm runs at your ADC, has some extra team fight availability, but he has some range to go with that, mm. and works really well with a different set of champions, right? So, so for me, it's like okay. Looking at these champ looking at these teams, who benefits from that and like does that affect the pick and ban and this kind of stuff? And is this other preparation which is happening under the curtains, which we just don't know about? You, well, one, we hope it's happening. Yeah. Obviously. Um one thing I think is interesting to just bring up at this point as you start talking about it, Nymera, is high priority champions at the moment. Do you, want, do you want to interject quickly? Yeah. In, in so show? Graves got buffed in 10.5. He got his oh, MR well, perfect and M for us. base MR and MR growth got increased. Q cost got flat. Q cost was now flat. Cooldown decreased. Perfect. So some in our oh, patch. Strong. Perfect. Strong. Works. Gotcha. Boogie could definitely play that. Steel. Ste yeah. Steel plays Graves. Steel yeah. Plays Graves. I thought Steel did. So, so the, the thing yeah. for me is like Graves is a farming passing jungler. Arguably the best farming jungler in the LGL is Blank. That's the thing which he's yeah, been he consistent is. throughout he's his entire career. Pathing is like Still, so I think that Blank could absolutely play the champion as well. So this could affect all three of he our teams. Has to some played, he has and played great as well. We, I think all three of those jungles played pretty well from what I remember. Uh, I don't know specifically about I don't know he... about Steel. I don't know about Steel specifically. Um, I think he does. I remember seeing him. I thought he played a little bit of it last year. But, Forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. We'll have to find out. We'll have to do that experimental and checking. Um, mm -hmm. I think of champions that obviously are going to be picked or banned. Uh, we have 100% Aphelios. Because yeah. obviously he's banned yeah. most of the time, but if he is picked, yeah. um, he actually has a forty percent win rate. But everybody knows this is ten point five Aphelios, so it's broken. His yeah. well, overtuned is the term I've been told to start using more. Instead of saying it's broken, yeah, you sure. say it's overtuned because it can do too much. Um, think of um, oh, who's the, one of the most overtuned pieces of shit that's ever been released? Oh, uh, for, release, release on. Oh. Yeah. That was yeah. He was pretty low. Yeah, he was really he was low, low rate for a while. Uh, oh, re oh, release uh, Camille. Oh, release Zoe. Release Zoe. Release Zoe. Oh, release Senna. Release Senna. Release Aphelios. Yeah. Release Feral Release Feral Flair. So yeah. Oh well. And Set is also a hundred percent pick or ban. Has a seventy-five percent win rate, but he is being banned more so times. Specifically for V three DFM, Rexai and Renekton. We not at least seen. LeBlanc be played a single time in the LJL in spring split 100% ban Playoffs, yeah. rate no yeah. mm -hmm. the uh, oh yes in spring season yes sorry. so it's like regular season we had a lot of notable games with LeBlanc yes. left, you know? so I was like yes 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 no you are correct I was on the playoffs page <laughs> yeah, that's gotcha, why I'm getting gotcha, my stats so yeah. again 100% ban uh, and then we have Varus 17 games 94% uh, ban, win, blah, blah, blah. Again, or, to be honest, the stats don't actually matter. It's just interesting to see how many times these champions are picked. And yeah. to be honest, after, after that, you then start going into 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, blah, 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 where they start getting closer, going from Renekton, Thresh, Nautilus, Tom Kench, Aatrox, yeah. Senna, and like, you're just seeing, like, and Zoe's 11, like, yeah. you're just seeing good champs, support champs that are played consistency, Syndra, Jarvin, Callista, like these are champs, yeah. Elise, we all know these champs and like these are not question marks. The, no, I'm loving. Uh, the thing that really does worry me is 
V3 don't have to do any respect now to Cirrus's pool. Yeah, I think that Ace will survive. Know that. I mean, it depends I think, whether these You have to assume whatever Pyrian has been doing, Ace has been trying to take as many notes as possible. So, yeah. The, the, the yeah. thing for me is that... Because um, Aria will be. So I think that... Um, I actually think Jace is pretty good into Syndra because, again, you can poke her out. Um, like yeah, because She yeah. has, like, Zero Sustain. She takes Ravenous Hunter, but they need access to a minion wave. So that True. means that, you know, like... Yeah, actually, yeah I missed that. that. So, so, like, you, so Jace can deal really well around some fights. So I don't mind that if that's the matchup you're picking it into. I think that's also the idea with Azir as well. I just think that Ace on stuff like Zoe and, uh, Zoe and Jace... Not always hitting all the right marks, not hitting all the I right agree. skill shots, which is why, like, it, yeah, I think that Ace has had some good champions, but I don't really want to see him on yeah, the first two. Yeah, um, and I have not seen Rumble him survives against Syndra really well too, yeah, because it is scrap so shield, scrap you can take nullifying orb, you can take early merc shreds, and he still has really high base damage for his first team fight. So I think that there are a lot of picks which Ace can just like survive, get through the team fight. You don't have to draft. To punish Seros. Seros punishes himself by picking a, Ser a Syndra early a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. And then it's like. like assuming they're because right? they're assuming DFM still want to flex it, whether they still think yeah. that's the kind of exactly, the power right? thing but, they want to do. But they normally uh, reveal that information early because of how they draft. They flex, yeah. they flex Syndra fairly late. No, 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 no. They like... reveal that information very early. They almost always pick support <sighs> on route on B3 or B2. Yeah, and that's support, the thing, right? But so like you need. Yeah, yeah so you see, but let's be honest, like the. Um, you can figure the, the support, out a lot of combos. The support determines your TV2 more I, than your I, I, right now. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But I suppose, like, the thing is, there's a lot of things. So if you're saying, like, example, say you're picking a Tarm Kenz or a Thresh, there are lots of other things that work with a Tarm and a Thresh that's not a Syndra. But it's well, opening so you... yourself up, and things that typically are good against yeah. a Syndra uh, in the bot lane are also fine in the mid lane. So. I don't. I think your counterpoint of saying it's flex. I mean, I think the things that you can pick against it are also flex, like Varus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like which I, I, I just completely be, counters yeah. your whole attempt at doing uh, that. I, I would be. That's, a, that's, and that's my question. Whether DFM continue their priority on the Cinder as a flexible thing, which I don't think is a bad yeah. thing. I think. The and this is just the, the whole idea not, that it just doesn't get banned away from V3, just not wanting to deal like, with it. The thing yeah. for me is like I, I know that Utopon had a good scoreline on that Cinder, and he was pretty good on it. I don't think it I, the thing is for me is that they also played it up with a ziggs which was glacial ziggs and they had like double glp and it worked really well as a comp not necessarily mm. the best team yeah. to actually you uh, you actually came out of that lane really strong so he just wasn't denied farm at all um i don't think you and gang are the best at punishing in a 2v2 so if you're trying to get a good matchup for them I prefer to flex something, which means you get a better top lane matchup. Yeah, but these I aren't agree. the picks that we're talking about, for which flex between mid and top lane. Actually, Evy doesn't play a lot of the flex picks in top we lane. We haven't seen him play Orn, have we? Have we seen Evy on Orn? He doesn't like playing Orn because it doesn't crush lane. No. He's, he a, carry, like he's a carry top laner. He plays the carry, exactly. which is why is I'm that, like, that is pick Renekton. Renekton is yeah. really good for him, right? Yeah. But then that's if they just yeah, go, nah, ban that, ban the Renekton, ban the... Syndra banned something else from yeah. Ebby uh, and then go, eh. Yeah. Because yeah. again, that, that, that will be the question is whether DFM continue the priority on Syndra and whether they've got an answer or are willing to pick up the Varus. I think to me. But then um, are they not first picking up Felios? Which yeah, is I mean, just kind of inting versus Archer? Oh, but the thing is that... Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, can I, you I, just... I, I'm going to end and yeah. just give him a Felios. That is just horrible. I, I honestly I mean, am so interested... Have to watch oh, how this goes. Really, 
Arsha did game. have the one really bad game. Yeah, on you can have, yeah, but every every pro has a bad game unless you're your Tori Muashi, so, yes. and then you're flawless yeah. on all times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, we have seen it in the we have seen him have a bad couple bad, bad games. games. Yeah, we saw Arsha have a couple bad games on Ophelius in the regular season. Yeah, well. but that's the champ like, is just so strong; it's it's yeah, inting exactly. to give it and a cross to red side. Yeah, it's it's definitely a risk. You need an answer, and that's partly what the Varus is. No, they're they're mirrored. Yeah, or at Arsha... least it's a good option. Is. Yeah, it's it's um, it's very similar. Do you have some thoughts on Varus into a first? I do no. want to move this on from pick and ban yeah. pace, by the way. Me, so... Yeah, no. So basically, well, this is something which Maple Street was talking about. Um, basically, a Felos is really hard to punish in lane because he has Severum, and that means that like if you go poke into him, it's just like you... the health advantage doesn't really stick. No. The problem is like Varus still has Wave Clear versus a Felos. A Felios can't punish the Varus. He, do... he he can sit in mid lane eventually, and he still sucks versus Chains of Corruption too. Like, he still gets blown up in a team fight. Like, he still gets 100 to 0 So, I think that Varus has the option to go either build versus him, depending on what mm -hmm. team comp is. Mm. Aphelios tends to win lane. I don't know whether that's the thing on the on this patch or on 10.5, really, because obviously he's much stronger in 10.5. 10 so, for me, I'm like, Varus is happy with the Aphelios matchup. If anything, he probably just wins lane with that. Sam, can you remember what the other thoughts had in that were? Because a complete mind blank, actually. Because, obviously, the idea is that Aphelios can heal up from the poke right but yeah. actually that's but the, the resource but then there's also been this conversation but again this is like this was something the cloud templar was talking about as well as like actually um varus was something else that bursts so where syndra for oh, example yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, or a corky corky is the other syndra where actually Cinder corky yeah, like actually late game Sorry. like whereas normally you say that yeah varus kind of falls off late game because he has to go towards lethality the moment you pair him up with something else that can do the extra bit of health bar damage, any carry will die to that poke. Yeah, so that's why I was asking about particularly the Corky and the Graves earlier in terms of the meta stuff. Because if they come in and you pair that with a Varus, like, we saw it happen in the SKT in the finals, right? Yeah. In, in LCK. Uh, well, tier 1. Probably. And that'll work on 10.5. So, like, it's, there's so many ways this pick and ban can go. We could literally spend, like, an hour, an hour and a half on this. So I don't mind leaving it now. Um, so I kind of wrote down very quickly the picks and bands, which I I think Rexai it has to yeah. be banned versus yeah, Boogie. Yeah. I think he's just yeah, he's very very good. He, he just ruins lanes with it. Cheat. Renekton, you can yeah. if if Evi gets Renekton, I'm pretty sure DFM win pretty much any game. He's too good in lane on it, and then just runs over the enemy top laner. Mm -hmm. Varus and I think Rumble for um it, Rumble might uh, unless not be DFM is, unless DFM pay it. That's always an option. The Rumble, yeah, maybe. I don't think I I don't think it'll ever be played top lane in this matter. There are too many things which just crapping it like Aatrox. But I think like. But then this is assuming, right, that you guys are just saying that DFM are banning the same way. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. right. But th that's that's what we're working off. Um, but I think in terms of what we've seen from those from the players playing those champions, I think those four in particular between both teams should be high priority. Keep so so who are going to be key players in this match up, in these matches? Outside Ebi. of, obviously, Ebby and Boogie, Ebi. right? Are, yeah. are they just kind of the two main players? I think, I think it'll be the top 2v2 for me. I... Because interestingly, for all we've been praising Ace and a bit worried about Sarah's champion, I actually don't think either player is going to win or lose lane particularly hard, actually. I think it's uh, going to be why I'm like... the level 1s and the top 2v2. For me, it's more about the champion picks than the players in oh, some yeah. ways. But I think, Ace, I think it's important that Ace survives and gets to teamfights, and he has to have the right picks to do that. Yeah. I think that if Reyna is on form, that helps so much because he just, yeah. his Thresh and his TK su supporting his teammates and making them survive teammates is huge and he was so big in that round. Like, the one player yeah, who consistently yeah. played well in every game so far for V3 is Reyna. His, his, yeah, mm. even in the games they've lost, yeah. he's looked super I, I mean, I, I had my doubts about one set game, but I know you disagree with me on that. 
Oh, the second game. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I, th I thought it was fine in that. And then for me, it has to be Ebby in a lot of ways, but in some ways it's tied to Steel too, right? Because they DFM as a team need Ebby to be the pressure valve that just crushes lane and comes into a team fight, being so much more valuable than his opponent, because he is the person who will do that better than anyone else in the LGL, I think. And um, having Steel yeah. path early means that he shields top lane and also threatens the enemy top laner. It secures that advantage so much more easy. So for me, it is top side for DFM. Because um, I don't think the bot lane is going to be too heavy on the 2v2 kills, although I could be completely wrong. Could be wrong. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I will also be really interested on that front, because the other option for V3 is that they go back to when they started their win streak, and they say, we index into a roaming pick mid, we get Boogie on a carry jungle that can dive, and we basically shove up bot lane, and we dive at pretty much any given minute in the game. Uh so we could see that as an option as like we trade pressure let ebby kind of ha have his way in the top side but we blow open bot side and that's and assuming that's... ebby actually wins like definitively this is has I mean, he's we... not going to roll over like Appermen yeah, wasn't well, rolling over we saw these guys remember the last time we saw these guys they yeah, both so had, like, they 11 plus kills yeah, yeah, like, they could have a bloodbath or they could do every... top lane lck yeah. things which is what i ex hope they're going to do they're not going to but i would like them to do top lane lck things where nothing happens and it's good. i don't know so top lane lck has been a bit of a mess over playoffs well like, there was i mean some weird solo kills genji aren't True. what they were so silas on solo kills both way were weird stuff it's the new corky is here it's silas on it's, it's kind of tilting. So who do we actually think is going to do better, though, against Sengoku? Which of these teams would you give it to uh, going against Sengoku? Um, Who's going to beat Sengoku, maybe, at this point? Based off of what Sengoku showed in their games, I think V3 have a better reliable answer to Varus Victor, yes. long-range backline seen. stuff. That we've seen. That we have seen. I think that Appermen showed that with the right pick and ban that he could just survive versus Ebby, whereas Appermen and Paz kind of play the same style where they just turn up to a team fight eventually. Sure. Um, although Appermen has a bit more of the aspect of 1v1ing random sidelines. So. I pick a Yorick today. Yeah. Um, I think that Ace's champion pool is better than Saros's, and he wouldn't necessarily... Again, he just survives lane, but he has the champion picks to make himself effective. The problem for me is that maybe Archer and Rainer get to, out 2v2 a bit better, because I think that Utapon and Gang tend to survive 2v2 a little better than Archer and Rainer yeah, based off of what I we saw that. in the matches so far. Um, in terms of overall, I would give it to V3, but that's based off of what we've seen. The other thing is like... Well, this B3. is going to apply to okay, both teams. Okay, that's all I yeah, wanted. That, yeah. That's what yeah, I... Is this versus Sengoku Gaming? This is versus Sengoku. Out of DFM and... V3, who who do you think is going to just do better? Um, I think We're going yeah. into a huge amount of points about, yeah, about yeah. this. I, it's I, just I, after I think, we've been yeah. talking about them yeah. specifically yeah. in a matchup. Yeah, I, I think probably DFM, if only okay. because I think game four and five were weird drafts from DFM where they thought they had something and didn't, whereas I think game two and three were pretty convincing for me. I disagree. It's mm. weird. I just think they got outdrafted. I think game four and five were bad from DFM. Yeah, you I can't think, I think they just, that draft. Yeah, like yeah that. exactly. Because I think that was just a bad draft from them, and I don't, and I don't think they would necessarily do that again. We've seen them do some questionable drafts well, in, in, they, in spring. I didn't split, think they did it at the time. So. I didn't think they did it at the time they did it. Yeah, yeah. because so. the thing is, I, you saw what they wanted to do. I just don't think mm. they worked because we saw like game four where they got really ahead with an R and then just couldn't close it out. I just uh, don't think the then... a good pick. Full stop. I 
I agree. I think in the way I, in, the, in that comp by so, itself, yeah, I agree. I mean, no, so with other me, stuff, maybe. I think that Nar is just not. I just reliable. don't think Nar's a good pick, and I think there are other champions you can pick for the exact that do very similar yeah. things, just better. Yeah. So yeah, I think that if you yeah, want to crush lane, honestly. I'd rather him playing Gangplank every time he picks Nar, I think. Almost every time. Almost. Not get, every you time. You don't get a frontline that way, but like GP against the teams that, like the stuff that, like, was he even banned actually? Uh, yeah, no. no. GP wasn't banned. No, he was open. Game. He yeah. could have picked them. So, yeah, and I know he plays good GP. And, yeah, and again, G GP does the same kind of thing, which we were talking about with V3 in terms of yeah. it If you want a better line. team fighter, you could pick yeah. like a Lowey. So, it's yeah. garbage, but it's something. I, yeah, I wouldn't. You just don't, you're not so reliant on the whole transformation bullshit, which caught Evie out a bunch. Well, exactly. That's the point. It was the only engage they had, and it was unreliable. So my point being is like, we know Evie's got other picks he plays to an excellent level. I think if they don't index as hard into the weird draft they did, I think DFM will stand a much better chance. And I think when they did have a much more competitive draft in two and three, and didn't have the weird level one, they looked good. No, no, I'm cutting this. No. That's fine. We're talking about the finals in a moment. You guys can yeah. get all of that off your chest in a bit. Mm -hmm. Who's going to win the semi-finals though? Raw score. I want. I want to rip that bandage. I want the score. And who's winning? Now, initialize. DFM three one. Okay. No mirror. V three three two. I can see that. Yep. Um. I, I think, think V three three one. I think. I think yeah. they're going to just outdraft DFM, and DFM are going to get one good game. Yeah. But where they play so, like DFM should, I think outside of that, I think sadly DFM, unless they draft well, and I'm open to the fact if they draft well, DFM can win this. They can do, yeah. And this is why, it, yeah. so this, there's a caveat in here from me basically saying in game one, both of these teams are going to come in with some predetermined notion coming What's into it. What's a feeling? They're gonna so so for me it's gonna be like okay maybe V three come in like they did against CJ and just have like the wrong idea and some maybe DFM come in like game one four and five against Sengoku and have the wrong idea and if you take an easy win or an easy loss because you've just completely misjudged it that could be the difference between a three two and a two three mm. right so well, for me it is close I, I I was quite confident on V three a couple of weeks ago I think I'm probably less confident now I think it's more like a fifty five forty five I'm, sixty forty do you want me to give some info that I found while I was perusing mm -hmm. some uh, services which we will not advertise on our podcast um, betting websites we can talk about it we can't I'm just I just uh, it's not <laughs> something yeah, I would no, be it's, particularly it's, it's, interested in I am curious to what the odds are um, DFM are just hard favourites to win um, nah, DF DFM are one to one basically if you put a tenner on they'll at most give you an extra 11. pound back yeah mm -hmm. whereas V3 are one to nine if you put a tenner on, you'll get ninety quid. Not bad. Um, I, I mean, am what? very surprised that DF um, that the bookies are that heavy um, on. This was only on one website, what? by the way, well, so it might be different. But I was almost tempted to put a tenner on V three for that odd. I was like, how the fuck do you think it's that bad for V three? That's that's a, that's a day's so, wage. So I mean, like I exactly. will say, like I mean, we we've have context of people in the upper bracket losing a losing a semi final in weird fashion in three two. Say hello to Mad Lions versus G2, oh. and then G2 come yes. back and roll it because they kind of realized what they'd done wrong, got serious, but, and but I don't think DFM are the uh, G2. That was also in a some ways that was also kind a of are the LJL though, uh, Sam, at least in terms of dominance. But that was a second matchup, though. That was actually like going to the lower bracket and facing the same team again with the learning. Yeah, if that was Sengoku, I'd totally them. agree with you, and I think they could do it. Hundred yeah. yeah, percent with think, Sam on that. I think, if yeah. they win this series, I think they could beat Sengoku. Yeah. Plus, I, I, I plus, I also, but they have but to I, first do that. But, 
But I will also say, like, uh, but we will also say it's like context for the world. We've also seen a lot of series get 3 0'd where teams got hard outdrafted. One in the draft, we saw it. The C9. But do you think DFM are going to be the ones that hard outdraft V3? I think they do. How? Only... I'm interested. Because... No, seriously, I'm going to diverge the whole podcast. I want to. Yeah. I honestly want to try and okay. figure out where you're going with this because I just because don't understand how I, you I think just... V. How, 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 yeah. Am I, maybe I'm wrong. No, Mera, I am I just wrong? And I think, and I, because I think DFM draft pretty poorly half the time. They're very face up. They, they have, like, they, they have it in the regular season. They, they have. hamstrung themselves towards the end. I think the start of the regular season, yeah, they were drafting. But they were also just better than everybody at the and they, and they were just outperforming in most roles. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's towards the, the later part. Teams have started drafting more about what they want for a team composition rather than taking away from DFM's kind of setup thing. Yes, and that has definitely... So drafting towards yourself rather than against your enemy. And I think that because certain players on DFM have not been sticking the landings, I think particularly Steel and um, Seros have not done that 100% of the time. Sometimes they have done, yeah, and it's looked great. Yeah, yeah. But it's just not happened enough to make it worth drafting around that. So I think, and the other thing for me is that V3 drafts so differently from game to game, I don't think there's going to be a 3-0. It can't be for me. They just draft so differently between game to game. Well, I mean, initially I said it was probably 3-2. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said 3, I see 3-1. Oh, 3-1, okay. We were just on the opposite side, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, so my, my thing is, I think DFM have got a lot of experience in terms of being in these situations and drafting across a number of years in different metas. I will also say, I think Kazwin on air are very good at that. We've seen that across their entire careers, particularly on air. Uh, I, I also like have got some things about, I have concerns about where Paz goes and how, how much influence Paz has on a game off Aatrox and Renekton. GP? Uh, yeah. But again, I yeah, no, sorry, sorry. Aatrox and GP was, was what I meant to say. I think it's Lexon's own. Um, Lexon's very good. Go watch the last splits finals. No, the semi finals. He was really good on it then. Yeah. It was versus Nap, though, who I also don't think punishes it. I really so. like Nap. I think now I think I think Nat plays weak side really well. We've been, we've been over that before. I think Nat plays yeah. weak side super well. I also well. think Paz plays weak side. Good. I think Paz plays weak side pretty well too. Pretty well, yeah, pretty well. But I, 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 and I, and I kind of have curiosity about how good will Boogie play, um, focusing around top side because he's largely been. Well, I mean, like mid split, it was diving bot side. Oh, uh, I don't agree with that. His Gragas games have been really good around top side. Thinking about okay, it, okay, that's that's fair. The Gragas games, I no, agree. I think with. that that's actually, Pat, I mean, like I've the Echo the games, the, the Echo games, the Elise games are much more around bot. I think that like, honestly, the thing about uh, Boogie, the only thing that's consistent about him is that he always team fights aggressively. That's he yes, can, yes. he can gank anywhere, but he always team fights aggressively. That's what I, I call Boogie. But anyway, we, we haven't. I mean, he did a lot of focus around the bot lane, and we saw that kind of go wrong for the Echo right in the in the series versus CGA as well. Like, yeah, but that's also due to double exhaust and shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah but I mean that's that is like that has been V3's only Boogie's modus operandi. So, so you basically made the point about experience between DFM and V3. So I'm going to counter something with that. This no. is going to be online now, right? Mm. It's online. Yes. So it's not it's not in person, and that means that it's closer to a scrim environment, probably better in terms of settling nerves for people like Archer, for me. I think it also means that the mechanical players like Boogie will be more comfortable trying uh, to make their crazy-ass plays. I think I that mean, being online is a big factor a, for... I mean, for that's a bit of an assumption, because actually C9 deliberately moved locations because they thought it was far too... Com they, they actually weren't getting into the zone because they were playing online, had to move somewhere sure. else to no, get, get into that. that kind of environment. So I'm not, that's I'm not necessarily... 
I'm just saying that because Archer was really phased in their series versus CJ, and I think this can only benefit him in particular. And I think Archer, when he's been on, has been really good. He has been good. I, I also do agree to some extent that the whole... I'm a big fan of tenure, as I've always been. I think I think experience and longevity in a league is good. I don't think B three are really the team you should be saying that to. Yeah. Like like I mean, outside of Archer, who is brand new, he's the rookie. This is his rookie split, so I totally agree with you on that one. Every other member has been playing professional League of Legends since at minimum 2017. That's three three years years under their belts, and they've had to be playing squad. Yeah, no, but like I still think three years of playing professional League of Legends outside of Archer is enough to kind of feel at least somewhat confident because they've all had to play this. I mean. For God's sake, Paz is almost a fucking old man at doing this. Him and Ebby have almost been trading things. I mean, for God's sake, Paz was on fucking DFM as their top planer back in 2017. Like, and then went to Pentagram and did all that and then everything else. Like, <laughs> I, I see your point. I respect it. I disagree with it because I think, I think there are lots of players that have played international well. Uh, yeah, I'm saying DFM as a squad have been together for a very long time. But I think that, that more than so, anything might be doing negative effects. As so, yeah, Sam, I, Sam, put it. But what? So the thing for me I is just that don't DFM. I Seros particularly. But the thing for me is that Seros like, doesn't perform point. well out of a very yeah, certain. A yeah, yeah. I also think that Seros just doesn't. He hasn't. He won't punish Ace's champion pool. I think no. that Ace has a champion pool to survive. But my point um, being is, I don't actually think the mid lane is going to be all that much of an impact. Which yeah, I think well, Sam, how you punish DFM. So before. I know you're talking about like uh, DFM, like in terms of being on the same page, playing all sorts of stuff. I counter that with the set of the Galio game, which Saros uh, had. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's just that is just one game. No, but best. there have been a couple of games where they just haven't. <laughs> that, oh, I love it. It was not a good that, game. That was, was a great game. game. It was so <laughs> really bad. Good. It was so bad. It was such a good game, no, because it exploited a war. It was really fun. Was that versus V3? Versus V3. It was versus V3. So the Man. thing for me is that when, when we talk about V3 in terms of like, oh, are they on the same page and stuff like that, you have to kind of look about how are they initiating, are they on the same page? For the most part, yeah, they have been. The problem for me is like when they have been, so it kind of goes back to like, oh, what have we learned about these teams? You can nullify um, stuff like Echo from Boogie or the Nidalee or whatever. Take double exhaust, take some peel, instant CC. It's really, you just pin them in place and kill them. We yeah. saw that happen double to Arya as well. So two of our MVP candidates, Ebby and Arya, but not Ebby and Arya, um, Boogie and Arya. Arya. I mean, Ebby and Arya is still fine to say. Yeah, sure, but like we've seen it particularly with their, their Echo games, right? Versus sure. yes. um, Rascal Jester and then CJ versus V3. We've seen that pick be nullified and like some of the more aggressive picks kind of been whatever. And part of that is also like, you know, your defensive synergy, not just your aggressive synergy. But I think V3 on the whole, we've not seen them be completely dislocated a lot, if any time. I mean, I think well, between the three of us, regardless, because I would like to move this better. on a little bit further, mm-hmm. um, we're all very excited for this game to happen. Be um, absolutely. And the thing is, like, we're going to be nitpicking um, this series. Um, so what I am thinking of doing, and I'm gonna, ha- I'm more than happy to say this live on the podcast. We will probably do a complete breakdown of pick and bans throughout all of it. Expect another very long podcast with lots of show notes because we're going to be having to link to many things. We are going to be covering every single game, pick and ban phase and key moments throughout that um, draft. We might try and have in podcast video. I will try and see if I can do that for specific clips and moments so we can stream it between the uh, the three of us. 
almost said four of us, there's only three of us, but stream between the three of us so you guys could see what I'm playing and hear it, and mm. the the listeners or viewers could also do oh, that. Oh, you could do a screen share or something. Or... Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's also trying to figure out how the podcast can get it. Uh, I've got a, I, I'm putting my producer hat on. But, um, yes, do expect a complete gotcha. breakdown because we are very excited for this. Um, any closing thoughts on the semifinals, gentlemen? I think that it's a really close thing to call in a lot of ways because there are so many moving parts and that's just what we see on the surface. We've had a long time off. There have been a lot of changes to the format as well. Of course, it's going online. Um, these players have had more than enough time to pick up new champions now if they wanted, actually. You know, there's mm -hmm. been a freaking month between these kind yep. of things like a pro player you ask them in two weeks okay yeah maybe they they're starting to pick stuff up having a month means that these probably people are probably dusting off something they've had on the shelf for a while and going like this will be fun the coaching staff have had free reign to do whatever they want and for me it's gonna be game game one could determine it because a free win or a free loss with like could change first everything. ideas coming into it could be the difference between a two three and a three two yep um I think okay. it, it's weirdly it's like because normally we we've seen it before like LCK Gauntlet the team that is the, the team at the finals often loses particularly to T1 because they're kind of cold and they get the wrong read on the meta. Both teams could do this again because it's been four weeks. It's basically coming in fresh to playoffs again, and then they have to go into a finals the day after where Sengoku Gaming could be in the same position because they're not going to have the same chance to change anything. So it could end up being a wrong take on that day again. So I'm really interested to see how that goes. That's so. So let's move in to the finals. The winner of the final uh, of the semi-finals will be going into the finals, obviously, to face against Sengoku Gaming. Sengoku Gaming have been looking incredibly strong throughout uh, playoffs, obviously beating DFM. They also went into playoffs incredibly strong, taking out that second seed. Um, though um, my personal problems with how the LJL um, split works a uh, spring split works with it not being best of three games as i have made vocal um i think does not allow for enough games and i think it would be very interesting to see more games potentially v3 could have taken that second spot we don't know because we didn't have enough games but i will uh stop putting my own personal uh political take on this we might not have spring splits moving forward anywhere so it doesn't matter this is how i this is as political as i get i start talking about spring splits and whether they should happen or not like that that's the extent of politics i care about spring yeah. split and should it happen vote mass swan 2021 for your spring split if you don't want a spring split anymore because i don't but that's i think for ljl is all right uh, well we're gonna whatever whatever let's go talk about the final there needs to be a viable replacement but we'll get there sometime Sen Goku. Uh, my first bullet point, which will also link into my second bullet point, gentlemen. I don't really want you to be going further, but you can free reign of the first two. We are going to be having to talk about a lot of these teams, so please make your points very clear on which team you are talking about. How will each of these teams perform against Sen Goku? Let's start with V3 first. So I have one thing. Okay, so can I have one point which kind of links differently to each team? Go ahead. It's kind of Go different. ahead. So the first thing is that we have seen this format from NA and EU in terms of playoffs format, right? Where you have an upper bracket, you have like a loser's kind of round three, and then you kind of have the winner of that go back into the finals. And that potentially gives you a chance to have um, someone dropping down and then having a double elimination without a bracket reset. Yep. Um, so, God, can you imagine doing bracket reset? Bracket, no, you can't do that. Oh, God, can't. we're not we FGC. Do we can't do that shit. <laughs> it would take so 10 hours is, uh, for a five. Yeah. 
So e either way, oh. Sengoku sitting in the finals at the outcome of this match will have an extra three games minimum to watch, and they will only have, have a day to check it. They only have a day to check it. But they they're not coming in cold to this format like you would do in a gauntlet system like the LCK. They have played already, and they have already won already to earn themselves a spot in the finals, and now they have extra footage against their eventual opponent to come into this final score. We have statements from C9 players, G2 players, Fnatic players saying that the person waiting in the finals, it is beneficial for them to be waiting in that finals as opposed to the gauntlet system, which Sam was alluding to saying, maybe they have the wrong meta, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And I get that it's different because we've had such a long break, but it's on the same patch, it's the same teams, you know roughly uh, who you're going to be playing against and stuff like that. Basically what Brackless was saying, what Perks was saying, what Sven was saying, that you just have to play less games and you don't have to come off of a fatigue preparing against, you know, two teams to play definitely, right? Mm -hmm. um, so DFM, they've lost a series to them, so they have a loss in hand. And even though they have this excellent coaching staff, uh, having this negative kind of outset of, well, we're going to have extra games which our opponents will see of us, and we also have this flaw of if we have this prep absolutely scuppered and our level ones are not good because of all this extra prep, I think this neg this particular facet affects DFM more than B3, who have been more adaptable in-game as well as out-of-game. Just to say, right, okay, Sengoku might have more info to put on us, but who can we adapt better in-game? So I think for me, V3 are going to do slightly better in that department than DFM. I will contest it slightly, and I think... No, absolutely. Specifically around the thing that, like, you know, Sengoku aren't coming in cold. I kind of disagree because I think all three teams are coming in super cold. It's been four weeks. That is a massive amount of time to be not on inverted commas stage. I, like, I want to we have seen that here. Sorry, initialize. But if they're all coming in cold, it's neither good or bad for anyone. That's kind of my point, though. So I like, that's my that's yeah, kind of my deal. Because yeah. actually, that's kind of my point. Oh, okay. Is like. That you almost made it like, seem like Sengoku were getting the yeah. worst off, and I was like, I no, don't think no, I no, agree no, no. at so all that, that's with that. Quite like, and I'm not sure, actually, because my point is that I have to ask how, who comes in best from the cold. Can you let him talk? Because he's so desperately trying to pour away. Go on, Nymera, go no, on. No, this, no, no, Yan no, away. No, actually, there is an argument to say Sengoku are worst off from this, because all, everyone's coming in cold, and the semi-final teams will have played on stage um, at least within the last four weeks. You just went against your own point. No, no, but there is an argument. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying there's an argument that basically the semi-final winner will have played I games on opinions. stage. I want opinions. This is our podcast. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but you have to you have to have to. Oh no, I agree. To entertain, entertain right? Yeah. You have to entertain it. I think that still like Sengoku still have more games to to watch, right? But then there is the argument. Well, they still haven't played in four weeks. The other team yeah. will have. So carry on. Sorry. Go on. Then. I mean, there's also there's also a question like specifically for Sengoku Gaming. How much like? I, this is more of a question about their coaching staff and how well prepped they are about how much can they take from a series the day before, disseminate it, and put it into a workable plan for blank. the day after. Yeah. And, like, and so we think that's exactly it. So Blank is fantastic at it. How much of those jungle pathing is relevant to that series that we'll play tomorrow? The other thing is, like, um, so, like, in, in terms of, like, you know, that's partly down to... Um, how good is your coach stuff and how good is your preparation, Mike? Because you can say, okay, here are some things that might happen in the semifinals. If X happens, we can use plan B. If C happens, they can find plan B. And if you've done enough preparation, you can say, okay, these things happen that we thought might happen. That means we can do this tomorrow because we know these things. Um, that can be an option. Mm -hmm. The other thing, though, is that where before, like, so this is potentially another counterpoint to this kind of idea that it's good to be waiting in the finals because you... Um, have less fatigue. Um, 
That's true, Big but thing. four weeks is a long time to prep for any team, and I think you can do the same. That'd be a long time to prep for two teams, actually. So I think you've actually got enough time there to prep for two teams pretty well. The question is, I suppose, is, a, is like how relevant will your scouting be? Because before you could say, I know this team played this the week before, they're not going to have that much time to change. How much time, like, you could have these kind of assumptions about this team. It's almost like coming into Spring Split again, right? After the, I mean, it's not quite the same because the patches haven't changed, and that's a big deal. So, you know, there is that. But how much actually changes? How much will the team change within those four weeks? And how much will have you been able to scout? Because you don't necessarily know what they've been doing in scrims for that time. Um, That's, that so, is true. So I have these questions in mind. Like, it's a bit difficult to say because it is such a unique circumstance coming into the finals and the semifinals. Um, that I think preparation and also just like good research, good planning will come out massive dividends because I think it's going to be a real challenge to scout other teams in this space. And how well you've done that, either through luck and kind of decent, kind of just good guesswork and good, In good instinct, groundwork. Yeah. yeah. And, and how much you've actually managed to pick up from saying, I've seen them do this, X, Y, and so this is what a lot of it comes through over. shadow boxing, right? Yes. I mean, I think if anyone's got a benefit in this sense, it's just Sengoku outright. They can, they can just yeah, go, I, I they can just go, this yeah. is what they did. We can take it with a pinch of salt as they should. They should also be well aware, as it is insane in my head, that these three teams aren't scrumming each other on some regular basis. I or mean, the other the, teams are just stuck around, yeah. Yeah, uh, one, yeah, they, should be st- they should be scrimming the other teams, but they know Sengoku are going to be around, because they have to be, because they have finals. Mm. Um, whether any I mean, other that- team, I mean, currently, as we're <laughs> doing this, Gango and Tussle are currently streaming on Twitch. So, like... Wow. I mean, quite clearly, players are now still actively playing. We, I saw exactly. Aria play uh, streaming yesterday or the day before. So like, Aria and Boogie are doing, by the way, guys. Uh, wow. they're, they're doing, we and won. also Aria is it. streaming. So like, with now, so I now finally have a link for him because after a year of having dead links, I now have a link. So check out our Discord because we got yeah, that stuff yeah. vaguely going down. I'm still trying yeah. to figure out the other stuff, but that's beside the point. I think Sengoku just have prep time, right? I think V3 mm. are going to be more fluid because they can modify and change things up and Sengoku are going to be aware of that as I believe their matchup in spring was Sengoku going 2-0 but that was 2-0 a different V3, V3 yeah. if I remember because that was also the first game was V3 was, was like week it's like week two and week four yeah because it was before yeah, they were they on are. the hot streak so this before is a very the different yeah, both teams Three. weren't fantastic in those games. Like, nope. there's been... No, they were not. Oh, just slightly better because they had Yutori Murashi. No, we've we've meant we've mentioned. No, the, no, we no, we, we oh, can we just say it was mentioned. it was just a random game that we, they happened we, to we, play. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. No, we we've not mentioned a game which was horrible, and you shouldn't. Very good. Yes. So um, I will put that in the show notes. Um, I mean, but these are two different teams, and that's why I think it'll be far more interesting to see that yeah. whereas i think if dfm are able to learn from past mistakes they could have an edge the big thing and the huge question mark is one i need to see dfm draft like they used to because if yeah. they can do that then sure they're i could so give like, it to them but if they can't draft it... i'm i'm sorry they're gonna just I... get three owed versus single who are prepared for I... them I find it really hard to 
dismiss the what are we on two time three time reigning champions of the LJ? yeah but they don't look anywhere near as dominant as they used to 12 and who went 12 and 2 in the regular season and had one bad series like i find that very difficult to dismiss yeah but their last two weeks week six and week seven were a very different dfm compared to and then they also lost the series already yeah so like it's not like they're unfair. And they went they're one and one versus both V3 and Sengoku. Their two losses are to the two teams that are in the semifinals and finals. Like this, the, other the reason we have yeah. to downplay it, in my eyes, and sorry Nymara, but I want yeah, to finish this point. This is these are two teams that can actually go to the undisputed champions of the LGL and actually go. Uh, it, yeah, your time's no, up. A dynasty it. has to end at some point. And also, like, these there is, there is a question really... being asked, but I don't think it's easy to dismiss it either. Because I don't think no, their last I... two weeks were that bad. They had the one weird game versus V3, but they also absolutely ran over teams. Remember, they had that perfect game in the last week, too. Not quite there perfect. Was the one it was only Axis. Rascal Jester oh, yeah. that got the perfect perfect. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, no, there was, there was the Axis game, but even then, I thought that Axis actually had a way into that game. It was just a really unfortunate early snowball. I think that actually, if the game early game hadn't gone that way, that's another topic, but I think yeah, that, yeah, 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 I immediately wanted to go with you on that, but I was like, I shouldn't. Yeah, because it's stuff like actually Hoggle and Gaudiati played really well in that game, and it could have gone very did. different. They did, and their vision was actually really well played and by Corporal. I think their bot, so... lane, yeah, and their bot lane fell apart like really hard that game yeah really hard. that was the center of Aris lane which is just yeah horrifying the yeah. other thing for me is that actually we're talking about well you know you can't dismiss this stuff and all the other things right but we've got players in these lineups which have been to worlds one worlds been to msi you know done well in group stage and all this other stuff right arguably i think that a lot of players in these teams you know particularly you know blank period being ex skt members boogie being ex flash wolves have reached higher heights than dfm ever have before and I think that they've been on bigger stages. That's a fair argument. And I think the other thing is that, you know, like, this is now online. Whatever spectre behind DFM might phase them, I actually don't know if it will be there. There, there is a bit of the mystique gone, that's for sure. Exactly. So for the me, question is whether that's enough, and I'm not sure it yeah, is. Yeah, particularly for the very streaky players like Blank and Archer and stuff like that, and Ace as well to an extent, I think that can only be in their advantage. Well, no, sometimes people are really big game players, but I think that there is a... So there is an aspect there which means that they won't be under so much threat. Okay, so okay, we're all hovering around the kind of thing of because we're not, we're none of us really know how it's going to go, which obviously I think is a fair yeah, point because we're. And it's wonderful not to know. Uh, oh, absolutely. Is. I mean, that, though, though that would make content not already knowing. I mean, I would be yeah. like, get all your money on one person, put your life savings on. It's a guaranteed win. Like, yeah, obviously that'd be. We're great. not doing that to you. <laughs> no, I God, I that that's too hard to call. Um. Yeah. Okay, so Sengoku could be good. Um, DFM and V3 also look like they could definitely take a series. I want to go back to pick and ban face gotcha. for both V3 and Sen uh, uh, and DFM facing off against Sengoku. We have seen Sengoku be maybe the master craftsman of the LJL because they were able to go toe to toe in a very in well actually no no. Um, uh, scratch that i'm actually lying out my ass because uh they got perfect gamed by rascal jester so uh hmm yeah that's uh, pretty bad that where was, really was i going with this i was like oh no they can go toe to toe with uh, the yeah. best drafters of the region no actually they just got out drafted and out and then stomped it was not good uh by by the good. master drafters um but, so i mean i think we've, we've seen them evolve in a draft so very well over the 
split though, right? But they're not the Master Drafters because that's Rascal Jester, <laughs> and then I forgot that they got stomped by Rascal Jester in that perfect game I keep saying. So, uh, well, that doesn't yeah. matter because Rascal Jester are actually our Master Drafters. Oh, I mean, V3 put like, double perfect game burning core, didn't they? Um, uh, not official perfect, almost, uh, close, uh, though, al really almost close. perfect. They got the almost perfect. Um, like, Rascal Jester I mean, the only yeah. one with the official perfect game because it's so benign on the yeah. requirements but where do we see this going are we going to see dfm do what they used uh, do what they did against sengoku again are we going to see potentially v3 if they're against sengoku how does that go down gentlemen i'm interested in your thoughts you got something to lead off with this time i just want to so i think you go V3, DFM first or V3? I, don't know. I, I think V3 Sengoku would be a particularly interesting matchup. And I think V3 are going to be very indexed into early game. Either just very aggressive junglers or it'll be their style of diving bot. And okay. I also think diving bot would make a lot of sense versus Sengoku gaming when you know their major win condition is tournament. Like that man is such a consistent carry. Yeah. If you can take him out of a game... Um, They've got Pyrian, and Pyrian, like, Pyrian is good. I don't know whether he's quite the same level of carry player that Yutoro Mayashi is. Um, for Sengoku Gaming, though, they are fantastic at reading and mitigating early game. Uh, Blank, if he's got a good level one read, can kind of take apart somebody else's plan and then sort of enact his home. We've seen what he does on things like Elise, particularly, is really good at doing that. And I think if Sengoku Gaming can get the control with the Victor and Avaris, say, and kind of stop V3 from their early game snowball. Uh, I think Sengoku have ways in as well. I'm um, not sure which way. I, I think I go Sengoku way because I think they're very good at nullifying. And I yeah, think Blank then, like, reads people at, really well. If you look at like game two of their game versus... Um, DFM, oh, that was they not were down, They were, they were down 3,000 gold. Um, the thing for me, you know, like, so DFM and their series versus um, Sengoku, they got... Do you, do you, do you want to know how many Barons they got over the five games? Go for it. One. They had Sengoku. one Baron. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, DFM had one Baron versus Sengoku wow. in the entire series. Wow. That's huge objection. I'm going to say it, and this is going to be probably something which could be sound clip. That is unacceptable. You cannot no, go a best of five versus um, a competitor <laughs> in your region and have and have one Baron the entire series. Um, That's not good. I think this does speak volumes to Sengoku and how they play mm. around objectives and how they play with early game momentum, right? Because they do snowball neutrals into neutrals. True. Um, I think that... Um, when they did lose, largely it was through just raw laning prowess from Ebby going into team yeah. fights and stuff. It wasn't necessarily about the objectives. And I think that V3 are potentially better at hard engaging around those kind of things too, because again, they're not playing around just like solo Nara engage um, or something like that, right? Yep. So, I, yeah, I, it's going to be That's going to be a really interesting, interesting way, right? statistic to watch for the DFM mm. versus V3 game exactly. and see how and, many and, barons that V3... I need to finish off this point. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Obviously, um, I just want to ha help this emphasize This in isolation, it. you know... The, uh, yeah, exactly right. But the, th the reason why this stat is bad, DFM aren't G2. They're not a team where they can go against SKT and only have two Barons the entire series and still win the game because they know how to punish the Baron team very well. They know how to, you know, like, make people take the bad trade and kind of say, look, you're going to take the Baron, but we're going to take a drought Mountain Soul or something like that. Um, yeah. Or, or the like, yeah, or trade yeah. for something across things. They're not G2. They are still within this LGL They're not C9. Map. 
or something like that, right? But the thing yeah. is, G2 well, was seeing like super objective focused. So, sure, that, but that... this is the yeah, this is the thing, right? G two last year showed that Baron could actually be a, a negative thing to take because you don't True. have yeah. you don't have the footing to use it with anything, and you've lost something in trade to it. Okay. Um, so, so for me, like I look at DFM kind of going into this, and I'm like, there are a lot of things they have to change to really, you know, like they have a lot of problems which potentially haven't been mitigated and they have a lot of things yes. burgeoning behind this where i'm like okay well, how far does this go down in terms of their drafting the way they were playing around the map playing in lane sometimes as well i they have the ability to mitigate these things they have a great coaching staff they have a lot of tenure i'm just gonna add a, a yeah. note for our content video because yeah. <laughs> i think i've just i think you've just literally hit on one of the yeah. oh it'll be just so cool can to I, do. can i chime in on yeah. the end of that okay absolutely no, go for it because i think it's, it was quite interesting i think specifically around that so if you go back and watch that sengoku dfm series you saw how dfm wanted to play which was particularly in the nar games or the even the renekton games as well was around we, diving we, top laners well, but exactly and the idea is we index for early we index for early towns and they basically gave up dragon control completely and they just weren't interested in playing for objectives they were interested in playing for lane control and towers and that was their read on how you won at that point. It did not work. It kind of worked with the Renekton, and you know they got two games at it, but particularly the last two games where they tried to turn back to being more objective folks in the game five, and it looked bad. Like it mm. did not look good. That that Nar turned up and was not doing anything. I mean, they were they were also playing versus like an Olaf with oh, sure. priority. Yeah, 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 like two two Avaris and what was the mid lane of that game? Was it was it the yeah? It was the Varus Victor, right? So it's Victor. Yeah. Victor actually gets quite a lot of lane prior against um some matchups. I actually think that Sintra should get lane prior. Oh no, because because remember Victor was backing like he didn't die. He survived. No, but, 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 but remember but like for the first, remember the, for the first clear where Olaf would run in for invade for run into the red buff, walk across the map to his red buff, walk through mid lane which had prior and just like mm -hmm. take take three buffs and double scuttle like, like that sucked man that sucked for dfm yeah. i mean but, so but if it, but dfm had top and mid lane pushing for both of those games i will say that but um i mean okay so the thing is every single time we're talking about this um especially for dfm because of ebby um but it's a it's a it's a point that i'm interested you both keep making and i'm really interested mm. you both assume Ebby's just going to win and always going to have a flawless series, potentially both times. What happens when it doesn't go perfectly? Well, or what happens yeah. if, because he's human, he yeah. could make a mistake and Paz sure. and Appermen are both good enough players, more so Paz in my eyes, um, who can yeah. punish. And yeah. I, I'm just interested. I think there are certain players on all three of these teams that could be punished remember game one and specifically when it comes lane. to their champions they could get horrendously punished we saw ebby on his nar getting punished for that pick yeah. and i'm just i want to yeah. kind of just ask that question hey. as we're talking about pick and ban phase and stuff where does that go because uh, i think nymera got me thinking around that let me put it this way. I think if I'm, I'm going to do a hot take, I think if Ebby loses lane versus one of these teams, DFM loses the series. I, I'm pretty sure they need Ebby to win lane. Um, I, I, I see horrendous DFM for DFM's out, out, yeah. like outlook. Yeah. I will say I think Utapan and Gang we haven't talked about at all, and I think they have been very good. But in 2v2, um, their team fights and skirmishes, yeah, 2v2 has not been the best thing. Uh, I mean, like, I again, don't think they're the best 2v2, though, in the nah, top that's, three. That's Menem, no, that's yeah. that's um, this Utari and NT. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, um, I think NT, NT on mage supports, which we have also, which I think, well, my question is, like, we have also seen that um, 
Uh, but Tori Marsh yeah, is just so wheel, yeah, exactly. good. But, but we have, but we have uh, seen gang, we have seen gang and uh, Utapon run things like the Ezreal, oh, sorry, not the Ezreal, the Varus, Senna, and destroy mage sports that way. But like, they've been banning about. Senna, so I don't think that's happening. Yeah, you, you, and we they, have also seen Ezreal. Senna. They've seen we've seen them do it on Ezreal Karma too. So like, but, there yeah. is some question about whether mm, they could potentially do that. Karma. I'd rather play that Ezreal. Yeah. Ezreal Karma is very famous. It's a very good bot lane. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. I mean, it's, it's, anyway, it's, a, it's a famous duo. Good. But, but if, if, you, if you run that. It's if good you run... Just play Yumi. Yeah, but Sam. Just play we... Yumi every time instead of Karma. And the thing, the thing with Yumi yeah, is that yeah, she, yeah. Actually, she actually gives you engage. Yeah, right? yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, We're not drafting enough engage versus Zangoku. Yes, they had like. Not reliable engage. I, yeah, right. reliable. I also think. Yeah. I think. Sorry. No, no, no. No, you finish your point. I can keep mine. Yeah, so I think that if you're going to run stuff like Ezreal Karma, like. you. And Ezreal Senna, particularly stuff like that, or Varus Senna, like, that is a super squishy bot lane to play oh, yeah. against some people who are very good at diving and playing around, like, killing people, you know, it's right? It's also worth pointing out in week five when uh, Sengoku beat DFM, it's when they ran Ezreal Karma and they were really hard pushing in Yutoromayashi and NT, it wasn't looking what good are... down there, and Blank turns up and ruins it. I mean, Yeah, but also that was because they played super well around neutral objectives, got an Infernal so... Soul, luckily, and then just kind of won the game off poke. Before we go too far away no, 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 from so, no, where sorry, I sorry, think... Sengoku won that one. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, before my point goes too far away, but I really want to hit on that because I think we made a really good point around DFM and a vulnerability that we haven't actually mentioned yet is uh, their reliance on Ebby basically TP yeah. winning is scary percentage high. What? It's this three games that they've done that, and that is three games many that uh, undisputed champions of the region should be doing. I get one. Because everybody messes up and then you need the star player to kind of take control and win the game for them. Um, they cheesed a win off of Axis, which is phenomenal that Axis genuinely could have beaten DFM. Yeah. Uh, Sengoku got cheesed. They could have been 2-0 versus Sengoku, which just basically, if you go into playoffs, you just go, well, think they should lose to Sengoku. I think DFM lose to Sengoku. Oh, did they the cheat? When, which cheese are we talking about here? This um, is when... Ebby has. Rascal, uh, I'd say the Rascal Jester one. Oh, that, that was horrendous. That was... Oh, no, no, in terms of cheese. Mm. The thing is, that, okay. So so no, 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 no. So, um, my problem with that, with my problem cheese. with that is they're not. Every time this has popped up, right, is because Ebby has had to, one, partly put the game on his back, and two, DFM had no engage. They had I, yeah. zero yeah. engage, no, and this uh, is a huge drafting was, problem that they keep not drafting Jarvin? the. Those ones. That's I, I, not enough Sengoku, engage. Also, no, no, so, no, the Sengoku one. The Sengoku one. I actually think that DFM played really well around making sure Olaf fell off in the game because that was the Olaf yeah. Soraka game, right? Yeah, it was. I'm, sure. I would discount that one. I wouldn't mind talking about that too much because it, 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 for me, yeah, that's I a really benefit for DFM knowing their win conditions. They okay. gave up a mountain soul and then eventually took a Baron, pushed in that one-three-one with the job and being able to like disengage and shit like that and had a Thresh support in Syndra. Yeah. I thought that they played that one really well, that one yeah. for me. Okay. Um, there was yeah. another couple of games where like Ebby had to, you know, TP in. It's credit to them to problem solve themselves out of a pretty well, much- But they shouldn't have been in that state. situation in the middle. But against a team situation. like Sengoku on this kind of macro And level, V3 to now in my And eyes. V3 to an extent, right? I yeah. think that you can't do that anymore not in their current form they could come in absolutely like a hot garbage fire because they've not played for so many weeks and they've lot forgotten everything true and, and dfm like just tp win and, oh and and, and he's just like i'm a master still and they've yeah, lost not... like two fingers off their left hand and like <laughs> yeah. most of their and, and, and like there could be and part of the reason we're saying tp wins because they actually play their side lanes very well they play their map state and lane control and their like lane states like yeah. very well 
So that's partly why they can do that, is because they can do that against teams that put them in awkward situations, like, um, mm. which I, you know, is is an advantage for them. There is that question though about like, okay, have you actually sorted your draft priorities out though? Uh, and have you found yeah, yourself? That? Yeah, like, like, and like, we know, we know you. Yeah, we know you play Varus. We know you play Center. Why haven't you been picking them? Yeah, well, like, why, well, they've been banning they... Senna. right? But they play it. But the thing is, it's like I don't like, think Senna is a pick because they need to pick engage first for me because that's been a... yeah exactly and then we, and, we, we okay, do think it... like java we know we know like steel and stuff has engaged uh, options. sam put it this way we have seen sengoku absolutely rip apart center lanes you cannot yes. play center into dead sengoku if you yeah, give them, we have if you give them either a phalios yeah. or varus you pretty much just we lose the game yeah. because you lose solo yeah. turret isolated in the 2v2 i think that archer is also a really good center I think that's arguably been his best champion, even. And also, is you know it? what pairs up, you know what pairs up really well with the center? The Tom Kench. And the reason why comment. he's the best champion for the team is that Reyna is 5-0 on Tom Kench. What? Really, really good at that. He's very, oh. very good at Tom Kench. Reyna's Tom Kench and Thresh are very, very good. I know the Thresh. I didn't realize the Tom yeah, Kench was Tom Kench. Very good. No, and yeah, and you really know good. what? His Thresh is also 5-0. Yeah. I knew his thrash was 5-0 because we've mentioned yeah. that on a previous yeah, podcast. Also, I yeah. didn't realise his uh, like, Tom Kench was... That's absurd! But, it, it, but it matches up so well with how Archer likes to play, which is like, I will go forward and fight you, and I know my support will lantern or also, pull me out before I die, yeah. so enjoy also, this. It also means that like eventually like Senna can just like sit in lane and Tom Kench can just be the front line, and also yeah. just be a front line and team fight really well around Boogie, because Boogie just... He has yeah. an extra safe yeah. button there, right? And also remember the Thresh didn't... W oh no, they lost the Thresh game. It wasn't that one. Uh, because they lost the Thresh game versus... Um, there was another thing which they went on. What was the 5-0 one? No, he's 5-0 on, on Nautilus. That's the uh, other yeah, one. Oh. one. 5-0 on Nautilus and TK, and he's lost a couple of games on the Thresh, but he's looked really good on it. That's right. Um, okay. Um, yeah, um, so I think that... Well, I, I well. think that, yeah, the center might be a trap pick versus Sengoku in particular, but I think that you have to ban it still a lot if you're DFM. Yeah, we'll have to think about it because I think they do play it. It'd be an interesting one to see whether they think about picking it or banning it. I'd rather they just ban a Felios personally. Felios is very, yeah. very strong on this. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd much rather they go let the Senna happen. I granted but, though, this but, is ten point five Senna. So but the it's thing, so but the thing is, actually, DFM arguably have one of the better ways to counter a Felios on this patch because they play mages both in mid and bot, which is super outrange yeah. of Felios, and that's like. The, that's kind of like the ticket, the big ticket way to beat an Aphelios. Yeah. You play rangers, that, mages which outrange him and just burst him out. So they played Ziggs and Syndra. They can flex Syndra down for bot lane, fight against Aphelios. I, I just think Syndra's going to never be allowed through by both teams. I think. I, think I just don't think. Very strong for Ace as well. Yeah, that's why I don't know if either. Yeah. Periods are about Syndra as well. Through. And also, I think. I mean, Ace also plays mid lane Nocturne and they play yeah. with the Echo and shit. Which but is like, again, good Ace is the only. Ace is actually a. Good mid lane Nocturne as well, whereas I don't Tyrion think Tyrion played it quite badly in the game. I, in the I don't think two I don't think Nocturne's a prior, priority pick. Or I think we'll see. I, it. I think it is. As a, it, we'll is it is it part of a comp. It is as part of a comp. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's the kind of thing that you pick at and four or five. You don't pick like, in one, two, three, or you're just it's the absolute like it's the straight it's the straight punch to the face, the sucker punch of oh you have a backline that needs diving. You know who's yeah he's colorless. Yeah, he's just like, it's the press one button, I can do that for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that Nocturne should be a consideration, particularly because of the amount of static backlines I that think, we see. I uh, think from... pick and ban's just going to be so interesting for V3 it versus is, because we've had four weeks of, like, absolute theoretical mind palace jargon. <laughs> yeah, like, Five head going... smooth brain. They, they've, they've done some, you know, some mental expansion therapies. Just sat there and gone like, Nocturne. <laughs> oh, they're like... <laughs> 
I like it. I like it. All right. What if we could? What if we can time travel and get Wukong from patch ten point seven? Oh, that <laughs> would. Because this is this is this is definitely the issue. Oh. Right? It's like there is this point where you mine palace so far, Wait, you go it... down into the mine. You is go into mine palace. Is still good? Yeah, she's still good at the point at this moment. God. People have been playing her and looking good. Yeah, but her. is she still good on ten point five, or did she fall off at ten point five? I can't remember. No, there was... She's still good. I mean, she's like. She's punishable in the way that she's. She's like, not the way that she was earlier in ten point like, one. Like, right. Like a, a can like Pre even if he's got no. Aphelios can still like a, yeah. Aphelios can still um. Manhandle like, everybody. Yeah. Well, everybody like, like, well, like, but well, like, not just that. Like specifically, like misfortune doesn't have the sustain that Aphelios does. If someone dives oh, on Aphelios right. in a one v one, if he's got say Crescendum and Severum. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Crescendum, oh exactly. And he like and just throws the healing out. Like we saw Art do it, right? He like one v three do it. Heal, like, win. Yeah, you can do that. It's harder to do well, that on misfortune. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which, which what misfortune does do though is strut means that effectively you get free moby boots every 12 seconds you go like and now i'm in mid lane yeah, yeah. welcome to the bullet time in mid lane out of nowhere uh, like that's the kind of thing you can how many heimerdinger uh, bands or picks do we think we're going to see I from dfm assuming Heimdinger. they make it to sengoku i'm interested because um, um i think i actually think it's Heimdinger... pretty bad versus poke champions and varus kind of stops heimerdinger being so powerful yeah, um, I actually I think, think the one thing which deals with Heimendinger is like heavy wave clear poke, and you do that shit versus like Victor. You do that against Perion, who has like Oriana. LeBlanc. Has, no, not Morgana. LeBlanc's not the best. Has Zoe. Has Zoe. Has yeah, Zoe. That's the same. Zoe and Varus, right? And Vic Victor's also Varys, just like puts yeah. laser down. Right, and, like, the, the, upgrade, the upgraded high. laser kills the towers, right? Because you don't yeah. put multiple ranks into your towers and get them extra HP. Um, I don't know the matchup, so I'm actually interested. I just want to pick yeah. my brain and make me more five brain. Um, what's Cassiopeia versus Heimendinger like? Not great. Not great. For Cass really. or for, for Cass, I don't think so. For Cass, I thought like, your range, you, you were that's in the where I tracks. thought was it yeah. was going. But I just wanted to yeah. double check. Yeah. That. Basically, like, anyone who LeBlanc could be, yeah. LeBlanc could be a bit risky because you jump forward potentially into the towers oh, things, and if yeah, you get yeah. stunned, you yeah, can. That be just seems like a bad pick half the time. Well, well, you know, you yeah. can make it work. You can blow him up. You just you just you don't play the lane versus Heimer. You roam, right? You get you get prior versus LeBlanc earlier as Heimerdinger, but like there's a chance you get LeBlanc has always been really good at gank setups. If you get yeah, a change up on you and there's exactly. like a Jarvan, Olaf, basically get any of the Conqueror junglers and also Elise and shit play. like that. Basically all of that shit. Or even some, like, imagine mm. like a Graves as well, if people start picking that up as well. Yeah. Like, Heimerdinger really is yeah. a very good player of the Heimerdinger though, so maybe they can make it work and just team fight um, around it. But then they have to draft a comp I, around a Heimerdinger. They can't do this Heimerdinger yeah. splashing and stuff. I, and I expect, like, I think Heimerdinger will be more, is more viable versus B3. Just because I don't necessarily think Ace would necessarily be looking to win lane versus it. He'd probably want to like roam with Boogie. Sure. Rather than beat it down. So, um, so like, I think it's more viable there than Sen got. Uh, but picked. again, I but think we'll that Heimendinger is like another one of these picks where like you have to dive onto it at some point or, or stuff like that. I think that V3 again have the diving picks like Echoes. That's fair. Good Echo. I also can imagine that some. Yeah. I, I want to say a, the I want to say a champion, and I imagine I'm going to get told off, mm -hmm. but I want to ask the question: Cassidin, right? Like mid to late game, Cassidin just doesn't give a fuck, right? You can peel. If Lama Diggers has his like, turrets in the wrong place. Yeah. If you if you end up Zonia's and landing a bomb onto him, like it's really nasty. But again, like it's more about. The thing, Castellan really sucks diving into setup team comps with an immediate CC to answer. Oh yeah, it completely comes down to comp picks and like, stuff, right? Castellan ends up like just 
crapping on side lanes, but Heimerdinger takes neutral objectives very very fast that you can't just sit in a side lane uncontested if you yeah, lose you're vision. Yeah, you're probably going to lose your mid Heimerdinger shreds yeah, through dragons. It's just garbage. Yeah, like I don't, yeah, just don't do yeah. that. So, I mean, like, I don't know, but Kasten can work into a team comp, right? If they don't have immediate But it's a team comp like, thing. Yeah, oh yeah, say they have a north, say, yeah. Say they have a Nautilus. Kasten hates playing as Nautilus because he gets depth charge, he has to jump away, and then he, otherwise it's you just get pointless, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like I mean, that. Like, so most, yeah. And we, I mean, like, Niski basically had a fantastic point. So I think it wasn't something in that point, episode where it was Niski and Zvenon, where Niski said, well, is Kasten good? And goes, yeah, Kasten's good. If you can find a good lane match, basically, if you can find a good comp to put Kasten against, that's when you want to play Kasten. Yeah. Uh, it's not whether it's a good lane match, but it really is a comp thing because. Because right, he's a non typical assassin, because yeah. he's not what he uh, used to be. I mean, yeah. The other thing I'll say about the Heimerdinger is. Before we kind of move on, because like, we don't want to spend so long, too long on it. Like Heimerdinger, if he gets a chance to set up around objectives, can also be really powerful. Not just because he can take them quite fast. Like Heimerdinger with setup time, where you kind of are forced to fight where the turrets are. It's much more obnoxious than say Heimerdinger set up in lane, but actually the fight somewhere else. Oh shit, there's no turrets here. Heimerdinger's now got no agency. Crap, I'm in the jungle. What am I doing? That's bad. But like when we have yeah. seen things like, so like while I was saying like I wonder whether Sengoku have more options and I uh, options into the Heimerdinger, and they probably do. There is a world where actually because DFM are looking to contest or fight Sengoku around, if they get there, of course, um, fight Sengoku around objectives and they pick the Heimerdinger because they said, well, okay, if we can get there first, Heimerdinger sets up, now Sengoku Gaming are going to have a... Well, that depends board. on Prio, and we've seen yeah, that yeah. Sengoku's lane, yeah, Sengoku's exactly. bot lane particularly get Prio pretty much in any matchup. <laughs> Yeah, we've also seen that, like, I will say they have been contested by Utapong and Gangs. So That's not necessarily Contested, guaranteed. yeah, but not, like, they, 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 they even if, like, they, mm, I don't know, I think that Sengoku got the better of them pretty much every game. In the isolated TV2. Because, I mean, like, okay, so the game DFM won, they, oh, sorry, I'm talking the regular season, the game, I'm trying to remember what the, the game they won with, with the Ezreal, I can't remember what the support was. Thresh. Thresh. As real thresh, um, they were being pushed in, but that was somewhat expected with that lane matchup. Uh, the game they lost, they were pushing in really hard with the Ezreal Karma and were putting down quite a lot of CS, mm. at least early on before things went wrong. That was uh, Ezreal Karma for Sengoku, right? Uh, no, that was Ezreal Karma for DFM. I mean, with all respect towards Heimerdinger, I just think he's kind of a garbage champion at the moment. I outside think of very specific he's been nerfed for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's worth a ban anymore, and that's the important yeah. thing. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, if they yeah, want to pick exactly. it, yeah. if they want to pick him, you want to do it as a counter pick in a lot of ways. And um, I don't. That shit like hell, like Syndra is really good because you just pick up his turret and move it, so it stops him from yeah stuff like that, and, right? And that's I also think if you're going to play Heimerdinger, you need Utapong to also be able to play it. I think you genuinely need to be able to flex him flex into the bot lane, and I don't think Utapong will play Heimerdinger in bot lane. And I totally I understand because I think it's kind of garbage in the bot lane personally. Yeah. But you have then to. Again, you I have would've... to be able to flex it. Then again, I would have said the same. I wouldn't have expected Utapong to play Syndra, and yet here we are. So maybe they do. I don't know. I think I like, that I like... might be more you know, Utapong you know, you pilling up the slack lane. because he's potentially just one of the yes, best I bot did. laners. Utapong used to be a top laner. That's an interesting point. Mm. Uh, it's um, it's yeah. interesting. Um, I think I think the pick and ban phase for both teams. I think we're giving it an edge to Sengoku slightly versus DFM, but then we're giving it slightly to from what we've seen. V three versus Sengoku. Like, from the, what we've seen. So obviously, just seen. just remember it this way. Obviously, like I think it was a actually no because of game four and five. I think it was like you know it was Sengoku. Was weird, yeah, but it was it weird. was Sengoku fab. It was weird, sure, but like because of game four and five happening and also just like game one was also quite just a smooth sail in from Sengoku, I'd say like 
Sure. Yeah. If you take away the Renekton, then like Sengoku were really in the advantage there. So then you have to take it as a DFM have to somehow overtake Sengoku within this time period and these remaining games. How does that happen? Are they likely to do that? They can do it. For, of course they can, right? Because there's, you know, very a lot of moving parts. But there still has to be an improvement there, and there's always a chance that they get something wrong. And they also so, have I mean, to still make the finals. Yeah. Like, they well, still... Exactly. They that, that, yeah. That's why it's a slight caveat yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, whereas, I, yeah, I, I wonder whether, interestingly, versus V3, I wonder, like... Because DFM and V3 often play quite different styles, like, I know, obviously, there's, there is another where actually both teams like to play for pressure in the lanes. question is, if you prepare for one, like, are you making yeah. double time on the practice, or is it only good versus one team? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, that's kind of my point. And, like, I also wonder, like, how many... Between the various teams, how many picks are going to be super contested? Syndra. <laughs> Syndra. Sure. Okay, so for me, I've put down a list of key picks and bans. Like, for Sengoku in a lot of ways, Renekton is going to be huge. Every yeah. single top player on the left plays a good mirror at Renekton, and it gives you so many different things to kind of play around the game at the point in the game. At the point where Aatrox the dragons set. decide to stack. So I think Aatrox, Renekton, um, set to a lesser extent, but he's still definitely in there. He's 100% banned, probably, I anyway. I think yeah. Orn should be. At yeah, I think both of those like, two. I think Orn and be. Set are going to be 100% banned. Plus, yeah. like, assuming I think Ebby Red Side has Orn. to just ban them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Assuming Ebby plays yeah. Orn, that's potential. And yeah. I also think because yeah. Seros yeah. plays a decent Orn. You know, he's got yeah, solo. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he was alright. Like, I, I, I think V3 and Sengoku would be very happy to see Seros on Orn. I think both teams would be able to draft against that sort of thing. I think um sure, Olaf, is Olaf is huge so. Olaf is huge for blank because yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. you, you, that's gonna be high pick and ban um Still, Elise... have we seen Ooh. play but Olaf. that's a sinner I don't think so Elise is a I sinner think. though but I think she Elise is, is really but, but Boogie she plays her like she isn't True. Boogie <laughs> plays her like she isn't because, yeah. because the thing is that basically Boogie makes it seem like Elise doesn't fall off because he team fights so proficiently on her um, so at that point in the game, we're like, at least like, nah, you can pick her off a team five. Nah, yeah. she kind of becomes yeah. a bit of a cocoon I mean, bomb. He plays her like frontline at least with the Zonyas and Repel and just like gets away with shit that no, no one else yeah, should get away yeah. with. I mean, like, yeah. he's, he's, he's unlikely to be your hard carry in the team fight, but he's not. I don't know, dude. I've seen him pick off 80 carries. He hasn't. There was a game, uh, one of the games versus Yeah, CGA. but it's been a lot more suspect. But like, uh, no, his Elise was really good, dude. Like the way he picked off, good, like, the way the way he like picked off Gango and shit, and some team fights where like he had no right to yeah. do so. Like, like I just wouldn't. I just don't. Very good I manager. just don't think relying on Elise as, a, as your team fight win condition is a good. No, idea. but it allows you to have this early game, early game snowball yes. into dragon stacking, yeah, and then he's also that. a very good team fight runner. Steel likes to go back to the Elise. Blank is obviously a very good Elise too. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how these guys just run over the early game and making it stuff. Are they Cinder champions according to LS? Yeah, and it can kind of hamstring you a little bit. In terms of the late in game the stuff. pick and ban phase more so as well yeah. but like if you have cocoon or like chain of corruption into cocoon or something like that to set up like with a varus and a yeah, zone and a jace there are synergies there where like you can make this into a non-sinner pick because the cocoon is so valuable and the burst just takes someone off the board plus um, because i like... think like a graves right same kind of yeah. thing the burst is there although i think graves is better at that in the late game because obviously yeah. his ult is plus, omnipresent like... At least if she's got lane control on either bot or top, you can find dives and then transition yeah. that into early objectives, right? It's kind of yeah. part of the idea as well. And, and so that, then that's, the, that can be strong. The other two which I've put in, so Varus and Zoe, really big. Varus, um, LeBlanc, ever-present in LGL. Yeah. He's going to get banned, yeah. probably, by, Ace is also by just DFM. Really Ace is just really good at so, LeBlanc. So that, and so, so is Perrin. Yeah, that's true. So this, this raises the questions um, on the side of DFM. 
do we all hope that Siros can play Zoe and LeBlanc so they don't necessarily I, have to ban I don't the know. I don't think they're that important. Him. I don't think they're that important. Yeah. They're good like, and they're, they're flexible. They're losing two banned spots, which is my big uh, yeah. one I with think it. The reason they're important is because or pick, find and Ace play, plays too long. I think Pyrian is super good at LeBlanc and Zoe. Pyrian, uh, and then Ace is really good at LeBlanc, less so than Zoe, but I think that, you know, it's it, it's worth a consideration. They'll take him. Right. Yeah, right. exactly right. You can blind um, pick them; they're think, that good. I think I think the reason that they're good is because the players are gooder than not necessarily because they're great in the meta. I think LeBlanc is good. They're both good blind yeah. picks in the mid lane, which is that's valuable exactly in what it is. And they and they that's and, exactly and again, like if we're talking about the MTG color chart, which we've been arguing so much about in terms of, like a little bit of everything. Pretty sure LeBlanc and Zoe can kind of do a bit of everything just because they take on all comers in lane. They're good in skirmishes, good in team fight. They can side lane to an extent. They kind of have that going on for them. They can kind of do whatever the team comp kind of needs in a lot of ways um the other two picks which i put down which i do well there's victor which is a big one for um ace does play it but it's particularly for Pyrian. Mm -hmm. so this is more like a finals thing and then morgana and thrash absolutely huge and then yeah they are fucking northless for good measure right yeah um morgana has been nt's back pocket just like a look this thing is really good Morgana is exponentially better the harder she wins. Yutori Miyashi wins fucking lane. That is what he does. So yeah, he's very good at that. NC on, if, you have more, if you have Morgana for NC um, and you just win lane with Yutori Miyashi, like, it's a really strong pick. And it, he's really comfortable on it. He plays it well. Um, because it wins lane, it gets even better. And that's why we saw DFM ban it after game one. Yeah. You just could not be picked. You, it, Don't it, it, do it, that it's to too, yourself. too important. And then the Thresh is just really good for all of the different supports there. Every single support is really good at that pick. So that raises a lot of questions. There seem to be a lot of must pick or must ban. Mm. How much flexibility are these teams going to have around these? And what kind of comps are going to be good? Yeah. I mean, it's going to come down to obviously the day, the first exactly. pick. And that's, and that's why I'm like, game one, if they come in with a certain idea and they've just forgotten about some of these power picks or they've tried to roll the dice on them, this could give you a free loss or a free win on the day. That could be awkward. It'll make the semi-finals far yeah. more interesting because yeah. obviously Sengoku yeah. have that info going in. They're like, oh god, what we've done for the last month is terrible. Let's just forget all that and just do what we were doing beforehand because we won with that. <laughs> yep. Pretty but much. what do we think the score is going to be for each of these teams? First off, on the chopping block, as we do alphabetical normally, DFM versus Sengoku. What do we think the score is going to be for that for that matchup? Initialize. All right, I will throw my hot take out. I'm gonna follow. The memes that have been flying around. I think it'll be 3-0 DFM. Alright, alright. I like it, I like it. Hot take, right, Nightmare, go. Let's go. 3-1 three, three Sengoku. Three one Sengoku. I, I, I would go 3-2 Sengoku, but I, I agree Sengoku are probably, probably, I, probably Yeah, winning. I think they're just... I, I think that arguably say, oh, coming in cold, all that stuff, like... Yutori Miyashi is the most consistent player in the LGL. He yeah. won't be affected. Depending Blank on how the series so... go, he oh, might yeah. just Absolutely. solidify MVP yeah. of the whole oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Like... I think I think that if you I think if Yutori Miyashi has a good showing in the finals, he's probably my MVP. But we'll talk about that on another podcast oh, episode. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think so... that I think that um, Blank is the best preparation player, one of the best prep players of all time. Um, 
and I think that he won't be played as much. And when Blank is doing well, Sengoku do well, Pyrian uh, works from that, and NT being in lane with Yuturamashi just works well with that. So I think that because you've got these two linchpin people, um, and then of course Pyrian is the one question mark, I'm like, if he comes in really not good, that yeah. could be really and we bad. Have seen, we have also seen Blank also de well, like go on bad streaks. But he's too. so good at prep in high pressure situations. I was, I was like, to be honest, yeah. I but was how expecting... My question is how much, how much has he got to prep from? It's my question. I mean, I was I'm expecting serious. you both to just go, well, I mean, if DFM play against uh, yeah. Sengoku okay. in the finals, surely just Sengoku play through top lane and stomp Appenman. And that's where I expected yeah. you to go with yeah. that. Um, so not, I mean, like, not expected. Yeah. Um, I think I think arguably Sengoku beat DFM in every other spot except for top lane. And then that's the thing, though. Without Renekton, I think that Appenman survives. Oh yeah, because he just plays Gangplank or some garbage, and like he just plays his fucking. He plays Aatrox versus Nar, and like, what are you gonna do with that matchup? You occasionally take a turret. I mean, you're not a hyper split push, and you're not good enough in team fights. We know someone like Appenman will happily play the hyper late game champions, and we'll just be like, all right, I'll play the Grave Digger, and I'm just gonna dig your grave. It will take us 50 minutes, but I'll fucking do it, Ebby, and I'll two v one you at that point. Oh, the, the, yeah. the fucking Yorick. Oh, I that think was such so a like, fun game. So, like, so like yeah, to, to justify my spice a little bit, um, I actually wonder whether it... I think it's probably 3-0 either way, but I, I, uh, I will give it in oh the end. Oh, God. Really? Because I, 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 the right idea. Because yeah. I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be an idea thing, where because we've seen it across the world, really, where people where teams have just come in with the right idea and really taking it to town on teams. Um, okay. And I, I, I do think I, I will give it DFM's way because I think they're probably a little bit more flexible in terms of which lane to pressure. Um, like, and, and I know you guys have issues with Sarah's champion pool, but I think there's enough champions in there that are viable and good enough into most things that will be fine. Uh, I mean, if Sindri just gets banned, I just don't know what he does anymore. Yeah. That's well, my concern. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like, they uh, ban Sindri yeah, and then I mean, they don't care about the rest of the He just becomes a Karma player, and I'm like, that sounds yeah, he plays, great. Yeah, he plays Orn, he, he plays Cassia. I do uh, not think they're good picks in the in a blind scenario. I think Orn's, Orn's, Orn's fine. Orn's fine, like, yeah, sure, he's fine. Yeah. He got stomped he's by Perian. Like stomp. Yeah. Uh, like I know he plays Azir. I know he plays Corky. Yeah, let me just see. Corky's legit. Uh, Azir is also Azir's... always good. Azir is always good. Azir is reliant. So like, so like you look at the last. So basically, Stengoku ended up banning like Set and Renekton in first round. They just target Ebby. Like, pick the ban the best player, right? I actually don't think you even need to ban Set. Uh, I would, because we've seen I, him do that level one bullshit yeah, stuff. I, so I, I agree, just... but I think that you can play GP into it. And you're fine. And I'm like, yeah. I, sure. I, I will also, whatever. I will, I will also say Seros is a pretty good Nico and Diana, interestingly. So we Nico had some buffs. Diana is super risky. You can't. Yeah. Like, you can I know, I know but it is an and against it is Ace, an put it, put who's right, probably going to be watching everything. Yeah. And against like, Pyrian? God, that's not working. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Diana, Diana's all right. And it's also pretty good in stuff like Rumble and shit. But, like, if you ever all in Diana mm -hmm. at the wrong time and you just get killed, like, your game is so sad. Because, As an like, ex-Diana main, I agree. I play, I play quite a lot of... Um, I mean, I'm a mid laner. I have to play these shit. Like, I mean, I, I won tricks still, but... I mean, but no, I think that maybe Seros picks up some random shit in this meantime and brings back out the, the Nico. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty okay. fun. I don't think he's the best thing ever. But... So, yeah. 
So there's some things like that. I mean, I know he plays a bit of Aurelia too to some some We're, some success. Well, uh, as his recent solo queue shows, it's yeah. not been going so good. But yeah. we're only he's privy to the. But he's 51 percent win rate. We're only privy that. to sadly his Korean account uh, and potentially yeah. only two accounts. I think we're privy to. So uh, we'll get into it's that shout out a little bit later. But um, it's been interesting looking over some of these pro mm. games. Um, mm. where do we see this? match going if v3 face against sen goku where do we think the points will go who do we think will win initialize um, this uh no who went first last no, time I... that was initial so yeah no Mara, you go first now uh 3-0 <laughs> probably sen goku whoa okay yeah initialize yeah. okay you know what so... we do we always know you they say the score no, and we talk know, about I know, it I after i'm thinking i'm thinking i think it's probably three one Sengoku. Okay, I actually give it to V3 3 2. 3 2, yeah, though. They have to go the full that. five. This is the problem. Yeah. They could be so anything that would be super good and whatever. Yeah, right? I know. It's so, so hard I'm, to. This I'm, is why it's like predicting so hard. I'm half there and I'm like, well, arguably V3 are the best aggressive team in the league, but also Sengoku are arguably the best, the best defensive team in the yeah, league. Yeah, exactly. So like, and we saw versus CGA, that's... like you get that kind of dichotomy and just, a, and CGA won the first few games. I think that Sengoku are more consistent than CGA mm -hmm. without some of the star power, because obviously they don't have Arya, but they have Yutoi Miyashi and stuff like that. I think that Sengoku are going to come in with a really rock solid team comp and they're just like yeah. really super hard to pick apart. Rock, rock, I think that... rock solid? Right, okay. So I, I, I think, so my, my, my thing is, I think if the games are, voting. I think, I think if the games are standard, then Sengoku win, is my read. Uh, and I would have said that Sengoku out team fight V3 before having seen the, um, the semis where obviously V3 tried to do their usual early snowball, didn't work out. Then they came into game three, they were kind of getting a bit behind, and then team fought their way back into a lead from behind, which I had not seen them do. I mean, I think Sengoku fan Rek'Sai. I think you yep. stop that, you you nip that before it can even become a thing. Yeah. You just go... Fan Rek'Sai take a lease, you can do... Oh, but, but thing you is, can yeah. also play, you know, Blank plays Lee Sin too. He's a great Lee Sin player, so... I think you just like, oh, well, he's had some bad games on that champion, but yes, yes. he is a good Lee Sin player. He's a good Rexai player too. So like, there is very, it's, yeah. I, I think that if both these champ guys pick up Graves and like we can oh, oh god, we're just gonna see Graves being fought over. But then yeah, no, Graves is like new Olaf in a lot of ways. He yeah, he it is. Roll, but he scales roll. better. He doesn't he does. fall off. He doesn't yeah. fall off. So the question now comes to both of you. I'll go mm. to initialize first. Because I love doing these questions because you both of you squeam and squirmish and don't want to be the first one to pull Not the trigger. Today. Not today. Who is going to be the overall winner? All three teams are up for contention. Initialize, go. Rip it DFM. off. DFM. Yeah, of course you do. Nymera? Sengoku and it won't be close. Well, we've got three different teams for three different... Of our Are you oh yeah, I'm a oh, boogeyman. Alive. Okay. All right. What's the bet? No, no, no. What, what are we betting on there? All right. I'll, oh, no, no, no. What, what, what's the what, we we can't so talk about official cloud? betting on the podcast. We'll talk no, no, on no, the no, podcast. No, no. But we're 100 percent putting something on this. The forfeit. The wager. So it's a forfeit more than necessarily money. Oh, some yeah. money person. Um, okay. Um, I, I got called a fucking alien because I wanted to talk about money. I can't believe that. That's on brand. We were playing Jackbox the other day for my birthday. Uh, Lexi got put under suspicion for his, his, his monetary value. Talking about money! And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm Mr. Krabs. I like money! 
Were you an alien, Lexi? I was an alien. But that's besides <laughs> the point. That's beside the point. It was on brand for me regardless, because the question was like, someone's hurt... Or something like that. Well, you, what... fed a ve- you fed a vegan meat. I think oh, yeah, was. yeah. It was, I fed a vegan meat. What am I going to do? Oh. Apologize or give them money? Well, I'm just apologizing while giving them money. And apparently I'm the bad guy for that. I disagree fully. As a man who has a girlfriend who is vegetarian or quite was. I never fed her meat, though, by the way. So I never had to bribe her with money. Move on. Move money. On. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, so, we... himself. It's like, so what's the forfeit? What's the forfeit? I, I, yeah. I, so I genuinely do believe V3 will win. This isn't me hoping of hope. Yeah. This isn't me going hoping of hope. This is genuinely me thinking analytically. I think V3 um, are the team that will get that. Forfeit-wise... We We're could... clown, cl- clown makeup podcast for, for a podcast of choosing. Uh, so does that the oh. losers? So two of us yeah, are, losers are in clown. So two makeup. of us are in clown. Oh, yes. One of us isn't. I uh, can, can, can we do like can we do like fake dye for the appropriate color, but just like a streak in the hair for like you know you got for the, the one that's meant to have it been. So, if it was well, red, it has to be a red streak. If it's green, yeah. it has to be a cream streak. And, if it's and, blue, and it has also, to be a blue streak. So Sengoku will be red. DFM is blue. And, and, until is until the start there. of the next split, you must in well who you must introduce um, the winner as Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up. For, I'm, I prefer that one because that makes it. my life easier. Because then you I can, that. I can just be like Lord Lexi. Oh, it's just great. It's like the, 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 the I finally have a title. Lord Someone Lord. introduces me. I mean, I mean, you do in fairness have the most lord-like name. Lord Alexander William Swan is about as like um, remarkably uh, Imperator Alexander Talfan Hapgood. Oh man! Wow, that's well, that's a, a mouthful. <laughs> Um, All right, fair enough. His highness Samuel Fitchian Hapkus, first of his name. Um, We're Welshies. God, and I'm... So, okay, so the forfeit would be, Lord, do we want to do Clown Maker? I'm happy to do, I'm happy to do, like, King of the Ring, WWE style, like, King of everyone. You also get the King tag. You become the King of the Discord server as well. Like... So, yeah, we have we have a king thing, and also we get to choose our own title to be uh, Ooh, I like our that. own method of introduction. Yes. And do we want to do that? For, do that until the next split. Yeah, starts yeah. Do that until yeah, summer yeah, split yeah. starts. Because we'll have a while. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, do we want to throw? I mean, like, this. I haven't at all discussed this with the guys, but do we want to throw potential punishments out to the community? Uh, oh, no, 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 Too risky. Too risky. <laughs> That's very risky. <laughs> what I would be but more up for I tried, doing, guys, I tried. if the three of us would be more about it. We didn't want to put money on the line, but I would be up for buying the person that gets it right a jersey of their team and going halves with the other person that lost. I can do that. Yeah, I can do I'd that. be up for buying, yeah, like, either I get a V3 jersey, initialize gets a DFM, or an Imera gets a Sengoku. It works for me. Yeah, sure. I think that's a well, cool so, way some... to... At least something of a similar, similar. Yeah, idea or like we can that. try and get like the post, the cards so, so, or something. Some, some, some kind something, of memorabilia. Yeah, for yeah. It, yeah. it might, be, I, it might take some of those. Some, some, some of those jerseys can get like quite expensive. Yes, with yes. Shipping. So, so like if it's like yeah. it is now two hundred quid to get you this jersey, it's like I love you. Yes, with, yeah. with with shipping as well coming yeah. from so Japan. Red bubble, we go. <laughs> but but mid quarantine, this is not going to be a good idea. For yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. We've said who we think, and the, and the important one is with my bullet points. This is why I asked you to pay attention. Who do we think will win? I genuinely yeah. think V three will win. Yeah, I think, I win. think I think we're all fine though. I think all yeah. three of us are actually have legitimate reasons why our, each of our teams could win. Who do we want 
to win is a different one because i want dfm to actually pull it back for me the difficult thing for me is that we don't have msi anymore yeah so i'm like so yeah so this because that would be in tandem with who do we want to represent the region okay. now it's not that so now it's okay oh yeah but that's so, why yeah. i want dfm to win because yeah. okay so i think for me Keep theoretically like for the narrative dfm Theoretically, who would I want at MSI? That if an MSI was going on, I'd want V3. I think. Um, I think I agree. Uh, I yeah. think Bo Boogie. I think th th their play style is one that could catch a lot of teams. <laughs> Sorry. Things I, I don't I want on camera. I had to be a uh, little bit happy about uh, that one. That was the explicit services. <laughs> I mean, I'm a man of myth and a legend. I do many, uh, many free, services, apparently. $2.95 a minute for uh, I mean, for She's Nymera, a model, then. you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Okay, uh, moving on. But I just think V3's playstyle has. I mean, it's right. It's gonna go. Some of them will. Some they'll win. Some they'll lose because there'll be teams that know how to counter it. But I also think yeah. it can catch a lot of teams off guard. I, I also think Sengoku. I think that would be our best bet. D DFM rely on winning certain lanes very hard to like fully enact their style. Whereas like I, uh, V3 just roll up to a team fight like, hey, what up, losers? We're getting in and team fighting. Well, Boogie's already and, like, in there. And like, and the thing, and it's, it's also things like and he's echoed back out and he's coming back in. <laughs> yeah. We've we've also seen well, like we've I traveled seen... back two hundred years of experience. Yeah. And like, and, and we know like you know like Ebby stands it well on international coming. He does. Final. We, I, no, uh, but we... like, but we have but we have also seen like Sarah's pull up behind Meninga versus Jensen and Jensen goes lol, slap you. Uh, you With know, a like, non-counter pick as well. Yeah, yeah, and like, uh, like, and that sometimes that's the way it is, right? Like, yeah. you just, just, that's just that way, and that's just, like, and that's also would be my issue potentially with Sengoku Gaming is like they often win by playing effectively clean around objectives, right, and mm. having a great AD carry. Um, that might not be, and that's probably not going to be enough against other top teams. Yeah, frankly. I mean, because a lot like, of other top teams will do it. We'll be able to compete them. Compete you know what? Out. Effectively, what we're saying is, if we if we want a team to do well internationally, we're gonna have to do it a la um, VCS style and just be like, yes. do the coin flip kind of coin flip progression to say like, look, Gigabyte Marines did really well that one time, and even then, we think actually they never got out of groups. Did VCS? No. They're doing well, and they have to themselves two slots at world. LCL did. LCL did in some ways too. Yeah, they did right. Um, and so the question is like, what's going to give us the higher chance, and who's got what's the real inroad to making it deep into a tournament? Because like we've, I mean, LGL has been like. Remember though, Team Flash yeah. went is making it to MSI if it was happening for yes. VCS, and that was a great but series. If you're interested in oh, watching so us, so go good. go and watch. Oh man, go and that watch that, that series because there was that, that pause at the very end when it looked like Flash had won. It was like just unpause it. You are it's not. not the, yeah. I know what you're doing, Gam. People have done that shit to me in Magic the Gathering tournaments where they're like, Judge, no, it's broken. I'm like, motherfuckers, unpause this. You've lost. Just, just let you the game shit. end. And you then we had to nothing. wait like 30 minutes. It was so yeah. annoying. Yeah, no. But it was a great series. Yeah. I shout, loved shout it. Out to, shout out to VCS English. They're really cool. Yeah, yeah, great they job. cast they it in English, much job. like we do with the LGL, but they've been at it for a longer time than we have. And Ooh, they've yeah. uh, really made, a, made their dent in the industry. So that's been really fun. Um, the series is also really good. So but basically, good. what we're saying is that I mean, there's going to be a topic at some point where we're like, okay, are these these teams, what what which regions they do we think they do, you know, they they'd fit into you best. And like V3, I'd argue like it's going to be VCS in a lot of ways, and that's partly because of Boogie in a lot of well, in a lot of ways because of Boogie. Um, so I think that yeah, they might be able to emulate some of the VCS success. Uh, I also could that see kind of somewhat they could. Unicorns of Love series, the LCL oh, series reminded me a lot of V3 as well. Mm. It did. Oh, oh, oh Gambit went out and I'm really sad. 
Well, they were not playing where they, 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 they used to be, sadly. I mean, remember uh, last year they were a game away from making it into... Yeah. Remember, they went, they went, remember they went 3-2 versus C9? I do. I remember. I remember. He members. He members. But that that, mm, that was a... Mm, For the, two years straight, Edward's team has gone 3-2 versus C9. Which is kind of insane. Yeah, it's huge. I'm... Oh, no, was it, it was clutch this time, was that shit? I'm trying to remember. I, I can't remember. Ah, oh, whatever, I can't remember. Um, shit. But they went 3-2 in playing stage. So... We're all saying, so I'm saying uh, DFM purely because I just want them to keep having this dynasty. I'd like them to actually have the dynasty. It, I think it would be nice. Uh, I don't think they're going to win, remember. I, I don't think it's going to keep going. I isn't DFM to win to make sure that we're not a one-team region. Like, say, like, look, prove it. We're not a one-team region I when mean, it comes to the finals. I, I would like to be proved wrong. That's why I'm saying I think yeah. the E3 will actually win. But yeah. I'd like it to be DFM because why not have the dynasty keep going until we hit summer? Yeah. And then somebody else can go to Worlds, and that's where I'm like, yes, yes, you thought we were a one-team yeah. thing. We actually had a secret attack this it, whole it, time. It, it, would, it sucks that we don't get multiple teams of Worlds, but Eldrell just not, has just not God. had the, the... just hasn't had the results internationally, so we can't say that, right? Oh, God, no. So, yeah, I, 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 it'd be really interesting to see how they evolve over summer, these teams. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, this goes off into content that I would love to go into. I think they need to bring back a better wildcard system. I also think with you're letting more EU teams and L LPL teams, which I think is totally valid. I don't, you're not going to find an argument. I would like it to be more ways of maybe finding more avenues for um, international teams to participate on an, uh, on a... Minor. On an international league. Yeah, yeah, and like an international league to kind of play in. I don't know how the devil you do it. I know there is the play in stage for yeah. worlds. Obviously, I'm well aware of that. But like a way of actually qualifying for that. Like it would be cool if the second place for the LGL qualifies or the third place well, as well qualifies that would be for a tournament. International wildcard invitational like they did way back yeah. when. But that effectively was the play in stage, right? But I want yeah. pre play ins because obviously play in Yeah, no, like... you know, I'd love that too. It's like it's like for like face at least stuff like that. Yes. CSGO. They have like an online qualifier shit like yeah, that. Exactly. That means that you actually get and for me that's what's holding back this is getting really meta. That's what holds back like second tier and extra random stuff. From, well and like, challenger up to the teams. Top. Exactly, and that's why EU has this great EU Masters. EU Masters is so good for that. We're so, so have, lucky. Like, yeah, and yeah. and it's kind of a shame that we don't have like a lot of the Korean teams having like their secondary team. They have Casper Cup that helps too, that's right? That's their best but, bet. Like, like season four, um, Korea had such a diverse series of competition. They had like NLB, which was the basically each organization sending both their teams as a joint team. And they'd have like best of series when one team would play and the other team would play, and they'd have like this team tournament thing. It was really fucking good. Go back and watch se watch season four. Massive, so, so good. So I, I think it was. And I do think that is something that I really hope Riot Games and Massive. any and all of Expand their the uh, partners. I think Spring if float. they are Spring considering what we've all been hearing through the grapevine that Spring Splits are going to be getting taken away because of their relevancy is. Well, it's not there. It's not what it used to be. We're not the same game anymore. We're not the same tournament series. It would be really cool if they start doing more international stuff. I mean, obviously, post-COVID yeah. and granted, yeah. all of that might well. be completely different because guess what? People are going to work differently after all of this. So yeah. who who truly knows? I mean, God God bless Mother Earth and she's breathing. Got right. removed, so that's kind of counter to that. But they, I'd like there to be some kind of valid replacement. Um, 
it's just what form they think is going to be the most efficient in terms of money and viewership. I mean, to be honest, I would be totally okay if LJL only ever get to play inter in internationally. It's only against other um, Asia and obviously Oceania. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with just Asia and Oceania. Get us outside the region for a bit. Yeah, nice, can we right? can we get DFM V3 Sengoku uh, to a point crest um, playing yeah. against? Um, some of the LPL teams, some of the LCK teams, some of the um, OPL, BCS teams, some of the um, OPL teams. Like, uh, I mean, that's what Rift Rivals did, right? It just wasn't it particularly successful as a format. Because no. that happened mid-spring split. Um, it was, you know, it was rather flash in the pan. I, I, Yeah, it wasn't the best thing ever. And uh, with more time and everything else, I don't think it has to be a thing that shadows worlds, no. by the way. I, no, I no, But I no, think no. it if you have time for this it might be a, i don't know i don't know i've definitely got problems with how yeah, open open circuit spring split would be really fun that's what i think but then you get in the yeah, whole problem be... with like the, the reason i don't you want to organize be... it the thing well i just don't want the whole thing that overwatch league has which is a whole another thing where you have 14 teams trying to fly internationally around the whole globe so that their teams can play a week-on-week -week game series yeah but that... csgo does it really well uh, yeah but they keep CSGO it to regions outside of majors, majors which is uh, yeah, exactly. yeah but that's that's a completely different tournament series yeah. it's what valorant is actually going to be emulating and yeah. yep. makes a lot of sense then. yeah i could see hmm. okay i'm going off into okay. a completely different tangent. i don't yeah. need to do this but before yes. we keep going as well yes, uh, just, like quick Stop correction me. uh quick correction like just to, like i know we were saying uh, i know i said earlier we uh, we didn't think ebby played on um I just realized he's actually got a 70 plus percent win rate in solo queue or that so like i'm yeah, taking it as a play he actually plays a lot of it apparently no but sam is it the question of he plays it in yes. solo queue and he's proficient at it or is is it good for his team yeah i mean you've got to assume it has to be no but, but for uh, me but like, i just want to go for that correction because we had needs to be a pressure valve for this team to work yeah potentially like that's why i i like if he doesn't have the renekton what can he crush lane on I mean, um, we have seen Orns do well in lanes as well, to be fair. No, but it's not going to be like the person that completely should. I mean, if the, I would like him to pick up Silas top, maybe something like that. Yeah. Or Fiora, or something like that, right? Something that just, like, absolutely shits on top if you're good enough at it and you get the yeah. right matchup. Uh, either way, I wanted to say, like, I do want to say, like, I know I said I didn't think he played it, Orn, and I was like, well, I'm just very mm -hmm. wrong. So there you go. Anyway, continue. I, I, I mean, I was trying to figure out a way to end my... Oh, well, there you go. my tangent so, because i mean i was going far too far down a rabbit hole and i, I was catching myself and that's concerning if i'm catching myself where the kind of rabbit hole i'm letting us go down this is the part of the podcast dear listener where we would normally go on to meta talk meta talk but we've already been talking about the meta for the last two plus hours so i think i'll relieve you all yeah. and um because oh, we yeah. have talked so much about 10 point Five. I am going to be so looking forward to never looking at this been, patch again. I've been casting on every other patch. Yeah. Like, but for like ever since that patch, I've been casting on every other patch because I've been casting like UK University stuff and casting some like random amateur shit. Like I've had to drill that into my head. Like this is so weird casting back into a different patch. <laughs> oh, random amateur so shit. So weird, man. Love it. Oh. But with that all said, we're going to go over to a little bit of small talk. A little bit, little bit of small talk. A little bit of small talk. Um, I put a few questions up there um, for us to briefly go over. We, we don't have to go particularly in depth. This was just kind of me on the top of my head. We will be going into question time in a few moments. Uh, this is just a few moments. I just wanted to kind of stop stressing out so much about the LJL and kind of say, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I talk to you almost every day anyway. But, hey, guys. Hey, guys. 
let's our let our listeners have a little bit of a privy to our conversations we have off cast. We're not going to talk about the magic color pie in League of Legends. I think that's something we have to do prep for, really. But yeah, what are the plans for us individuals once we hit the end of the LGL split? I mean, we're going to come back for summer, obviously. Yep. And the plan, I believe, is to obviously, it's only going to be a month to two months, depending on when the official date does come. Um, we're assuming Sometime it's going to be mid-June, but that's as best as we know, because COVID makes things complicated. Um, what are we going to be each doing after we finish this split? Bit of time to well, just kind of mull out. Well, so I'm a student in university. I've um, so, I, so for those that don't really know my story and stuff, I went to uni. I am now at uni again. So I went to uni in Sheffield, and now I'm down in London. Um, so I'll have bits and pieces to do with that. I'm actually currently doing a project, which is effectively making a game with some other game students. That's kind of quite cool. So I'm going to be doing that, um, waiting till lockdown ends in a lot of ways, just having to keep safe, do all that kind of thing, look after myself. That's one thing, just do some personal improvements to myself, really make sure I'm healthy and all aspects of life. Got some other stuff I'll be casting for. I'm looking for other opportunities. If you guys do want an extra cast or something, drop me a line, DMs are open. Yep. I'm sure that applies to these two as it well. Does, it is very um, much open for that. And I'm particularly looking for any kind of paid work, but that's always the challenge <laughs> top, really. Because you know, at this point, you gotta start valuing yourself and it's good for the industry to value yourself and not undercut other people that could have the opportunity for money and shit. Says that, um, and then trying to keep myself socially not completely isolated and awful. <laughs> it's kind of me, really. Cool. I'm playing video games as well. Michelin's. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's a bit of a weird time in terms of obviously stuff with COVID. Um, so I think I probably what I'll be doing is I'll be doing some musicy stuff. So I've got got some composition stuff I'm getting on with with some various projects on that. Some actual game design stuff as well, so I'll be doing some crafts for that. I'll be casting as much as I can, a couple other leagues I'm involved with. Uh, similarly, looking for anything that'll pay a little bit of dollar would be nice. I think uh, getting into that space is definitely good, and definitely looking for all the opportunities there. So between kind of music and game design and casting, I should be fairly busy, which I'm kind of looking forward to, or trying to keep myself busy during these times. Oh, D&D. That's well. video game playing. Yeah, D&D. D&D. Oh, D&D. Uh, for myself, um, once we finish this, it will be kind of crazy to say that I have produced a full spring split. Um, and the amount of broadcast hours is fucking. <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, I will be working on creating my uh, sh- casting reel. So the few games I did cast for the LJL, as well as my own personal cast that I've done on the side. Um, for m- more, I've, I haven't cast a huge amount of League of Legends, even though I've been around and I talk about the game so much. I haven't actually casted a huge amount, uh, though I actually have been working with Initialize and Nymera on the same amateur mm-hmm. league, um, so we've been able to do that. Actually, that's two different leagues we actually have worked together all together. Weird, crazy. Um, so I've yeah. been doing a little bit of league casting. Um, I still need to definitely keep brushing up and getting better. It's not quite the same it's as a- my... Magic the Gathering casting, which it's just... a very different beast. Very oh, different. and that—that's my background, <laughs> listener. Um, my background is card game strategy, Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, team fight tactics. I—I I want to be able to pause a moment in a game, look at everything that's happening, and go, "What's the perfect line? 
And I love doing that r routinely because that's how my brain likes working. This is why I like counting to 20 and figuring out, or counting to 10 to figure out if my opponent's dead in magic. 10 if it's in fact, 20 if it's actual damage. I played Affinity and I became a master of that archetype back in the day. Nice. Um, I even changed how the deck was played um, and configured because of my impact to the community. Um, Ooh, I told us to really stop playing one land and we had to play a different land. And that became the community thing. Um, cool. But, I've done nothing of the sort. But like, I, that, but like now the deck's dead because it, it's garbage and it got banned and now I'm sad. Um, so I can't play my pet deck. But then basically I kind of stopped playing Magic um, to a semi-professional level once that happened because that was the last nail in the coffin, which happened actually only a few months ago. Um, but I have been casting Magic and other things. Uh, what I'll be working on is um, I finally got in myself, uh, as I was talking ages ago to these gentlemen i finally got myself into the hard drive i'm getting the abilities to install into my computer i'll be reinstalling windows and hopefully um come probably next oh god uh probably after all of our casting ljl and everything else said and after episode uh, episode 14 has been recorded uploaded triple quadruple checked it's all up there i will then be uh copying everything across and hopefully a streaming schedule will be consistent because that's been something I've yeah, talked to these two about. Yeah, not allowed for streaming. No, and my computer's been having problems which has been preventing oh me boy. from doing streaming. It's the whole reason I've had to buy this hard drive. I mean, I've maybe fixed my external hard drive, but that's still not done and my classmate is definitely not paying me as he's now back in China, so that's <laughs> definitely gone oh dear and i will never probably communicate with them again so <laughs> slight salt slight salt uh slight salt but it's more more the response he got when i was like i you broke it he's like eh so that's okay uh, that's where i'm getting with that and then covid hit so and uh yeah outside of that i'm just looking to try and do as much casting and streaming as possible yeah fully commit to the content producer life until um We'll keep that updated on each of our Twitters and stuff like that. Oh, we'll yeah. To... Oh, yeah. Um, try to just live and breathe. Obviously, I'll still be doing the LGL podcast every yep. Tuesday. Um, I'm excited. We've got a few things planned, and uh, we will definitely also have, hopefully, exciting content coming this way. Um, I think I've covered everything that myself and you two gentlemen have covered yourselves. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or are you more than happy to go on to question time? Happy birthday, Sam, for yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah. Happy you. belated birthday for the umpteenth time. Oh, it's old. now two days ago. It's No, no, no. You don't yeah. even get that from I me. Know. You get that from That's your brother. You can have that from your mine's, brother. Mine's in, mine's in June, you. by the way. Mine's in June. We've got a yes. while to go. We've got a while. End of June. Yeah. Sadly. We'll be in the it's middle really of the, uh, summer by then. So, I mean... Mm. Hopefully. A couple of weeks in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our first question is actually a last... Episode 12 question. I just got to... Uh, we recorded earlier than I should have. I forgot. I mean, I, I got better. This week, I got better. Um, I will always ask for questions on the Monday before we record on the Tuesday because uh, our recording schedule is normally almost Wednesday eve um, morning. So, whatever. Um, God, I hate trying to do some people's names. Uh, Gelworth? Gelworth? otherwise known as Emma on Discord, um, wanted to ask us the question, what are some of the biggest moments at international events, both good or bad, as an LJL fan, gentlemen? 
Um, so the biggest and worst, I think the best and worst event in LGL <laughs> recent international history happened on exactly the same day, actually. Yeah, it did. Wow. 2019 season, tw yeah, season nine world championship play in day three. And what happened there was you start off the day with one of the groups playing, but also a group with Detonation Focus Meets, Splice, and Isarus Gaming. Um, coming into this, I believe that Detonation Focus Me were 0-2, I think. I think they'd lost a game to Splice and to Isarus, I think, on day one of the competition. Yeah, that was the case. Day three, they open up against Splice knowing that they have to go 2-0 and to even up the groups to get tiebreak to get out. They win versus Splice. This is the same splice that would go on in the group stages to take a game off of FTX. Vizichachi is in the form of his life. He's doing fantastic things. Xerxes, very strong player. Humanoid came out at ULCS as one of the best mid laners too. And DFM beat splice. And that was huge. They take a game off a major region team and they're doing great. So it they go massive. in knowing that if they beat Isarus, you know, this Latam, Latam, Latin uh, America, team, yeah. Latin America team that um, ah. that they could get through into the knockout stages of the playing stages, <clears throat> and it is a sixty-three minute game. We have Seros on his Ziggs, Utapon on his Azreal, Ebi on his Nar. Mm -hmm. They lose in sixty-three minutes and twenty-five seconds, and they're knocked out of planes. Huge, massive. It, it sucked so bad. I mean... That's it. That's it, man. Oh, so sad. I mean, that's kind of just been the story that we've kind of been saying for the LJL. What needs to change, really, right? Yeah. Because as frustrating as it is... Okay, they beat they beat Spliced. Um, they went one-on-one -on -one against Spliced. But if they're not able to beat um, Icarus, who I think were second... It's just finished second in that group, yeah, because... Um, yeah. In their region, yeah. right? In their region? No, they finished first. They finished um, first in their region. Yeah, the only team that gets, like... Yeah, so the only teams that get, like, regions which get multiple uh, teams are the major regions and then also VCS. Right, okay. Well, it used to be LM LMS, but now that's been a bit changed. VCS has kind of replaced them as that. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. I, I was just wasn't 100% sure. Okay, so... But we were losing to the first seed of Latin America. Yeah, yeah. Which is a region that is getting stronger and stronger by the split. They are definitely becoming a team where they, they where they were able to. Uh, I don't believe their performance was great going into groups. Yeah, so, I mean, so wait, sorry, who? Icarus. Icarus didn't get out of groups. This is only the top person which got out of groups in this format. Oh, it was only... or rather no and. No, so you go into a playoffs like first and second go off, and then I th wait, how many? Like... Yeah, they lost to Hong Kong Attitude, and then Spliced went through. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, yeah, DFM finished one and three. Uh, Isris two and two. Spliced three and one. And, yeah, because um... you play against the the second seed plays against the first seed of another group, and that's how that works. Yeah. And then the winner yeah, of that Hong gets Attitude actually into a group, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Um, there were some really fun games in those plans actually, because you had Dam Loki really taking game off of Dam one, so good, and Splice versus <laughs> UOL. One three two, another LCL team going. So, so my whole thing yeah. for that for that thing, why I'm really sad about it, is DFM lost to Icarus. Icarus lost pretty handedly to Hong Kong Attitude. Yeah. Hong Kong Attitude then ended up being in arguably the worst group of Griffin yeah, G two and Cloud so Nine, annoying. and then going zero and six. 
Oh, yeah. Do we think our boys do better? Than Hong Kong Attitude in that group? Probably not, mm, right? Because no. that's no, the I mean, worst like, group uh, in the world to ever I mean, be against, right? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, well, I mean, no. Remember that Group C is arguably the strongest group in world's history. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, true. No, the, in, in, in any other competition, yeah, Group yeah, yeah. Less yeah. clutch. In any other competition. Yeah. T1 no, fanatic RNG. This was like the first year that Uzi didn't make playoffs right uh, yeah it was for like so, years i remember watching that oh no it there was, was the year he was on um there was the year he was on omg which wasn't great but um oh yeah and they didn't even oh. qualify but the, it, yeah <laughs> that was not great bad. that was not good uh, pre rng days. but then that i mean he's still not made it out of he didn't make it into groups no, he's to, make it out of... to make it out of groups if he's been there yeah so yeah. i mean that, <laughs> that yeah. it's the yeah. weird one where you have to count skt as technically Winning three times in a row, they just yeah. missed a, w a year uh, a year of worlds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they won three, missed four, five, six. Yeah. Can I? Can Can this old LJL fan oh. offer an, another um, match that was probably quite entertaining internationally? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So, so this is not an all important match. This is not the this fantastic whenever splicing kind of fantastic fashion. This is a game during Rift Rivals 2018 between Southeast Asia LJL and OPL. Okay. Where this is uh, they, where like DFM were the only team from the LJL looking mildly good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, they played against Ascension on the last day, and they ran this team composition: Cannon in the top lane, uh -huh. Ebby. It was Steel on Kaiser AP Kaiser Jungle, or uh... well, Hybrid Kaiser Jungle. Okay. Seros was on Ari? Karma. Oh, oh. No, no. I thought, I thought Ari to full but tilt my but, but, oh. but then the bot lane for Utapon and Vivid, who was of course a support at the time, oh, right, okay. was Nunu and Morgana. They won. They <laughs> crushed it. They crushed it. <laughs> Is that just a display of I, dominance I, 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 I will, or complete I will, confusion? Yeah. Let, let me let me copy this match history for you guys, just so you can oh, understand this. But it was a wonderful game. I can like that. that. Horrifying. So like, if you want a great game for the LGL, go watch that game versus Spice One. It's really good fun. Um, this is just like, this is DFM being. Yeah, they were out at this point. They decided to have fun yeah. and then um, win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did with with Nunu Morgana bot lane. I mean, at that point, why not? I've okay. I've played against Kaiser Jungle a couple of times. Is that yeah, it's bullshit? it's kind of bullshit, actually. someone like because you basically the moment you hit level six, you kill her instinct into lane. It's like and now I'm here. And also, yeah, yeah. It's also <laughs> Warrior is a very well, yeah, yeah. Just your jungle, yeah. jungle is a very impact. He he did, yeah, he did. He went um, Blood Razor is what he went. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I and I think maybe the other moment was probably well actually both from last year actually because it was MSI plans mm -hmm. as well yeah where dfm were once again one game away from oh, it through so close they were finished four and two second in the group to vega vega squadron oh, who were the, L, yeah, um, the lcl, LCL. team yeah, yeah. um and they went zero two versus them but they two owed the other two groups which included intz and mega from southeast asia and mm -hmm. brazil um and they just need to take one game off vega and they, they couldn't manage it yeah. and, so um, sad Again, like, admittedly, the LGL's not had great results in pretty much any international tournament, but, like, there have been a couple of times where... I mean, this is why about... we've always been calling for a new team to try and make an international event, because yeah. we've seen what these players currently have done at international. Uh, it's it's good, but it's not making well, it to the next step. I 
I think back to last year and the teams that... So the top three teams would have been from, from summer, right? Would have been DFM, um, V3, and CGA. And I compared DFM to this current DFM, and I'm like, okay, so same DFM, you know, same kind of level. We expect excellence from them. Arguably, they've gotten better because of their coaching staff and all those other things. I look at the two and three teams, like, so for now, it'd be like a, a mixture of Sangoku, um, V3, maybe Trick CGA in there on a good day or whatever, right? And I'm like, they are so much better than last year. You know, if we had, like, multiple teams going through to these international mm -hmm. events, LGL, like another Rift Rivals, LGL would be actually pretty stacked. Yeah. I mean, in I would also ways. say... But is that during... Rivals... Is that... Uh, interesting. Sorry, initialize. Is that versus other emerging regions, or is that versus um, the fourth the, and third listen... team of Europe well, and NA? I mean, listen, listen here. Listen here, young LJL whippersnappers. Um... Go back to 2017, Rift Rivals, the first one, I believe, and LJL won. They went, they won that Rift Rivals versus Oceana and uh, Southeast Asia. They beat Gigabyte Marines. They beat, they beat Ascension. They beat Direwolves. Uh, DFM, Unsold Soft Gaming Rampage went, I think they went uh, like five and one in that overall. Uh, so, and then. Yeah. And then effectively, and they won that, and they won that series. They went, they they won the Rift Rivals. So like, feels bad because we have to mention Rampage. Feels bad. I so DFM, UST, Rampage. They beat Gam back when they were really when they were they they went into Worlds that year. I remember and did mm -hmm. uh, silly things. Um, but yeah, there you go. So like, the, like LGL has been able to perform on an international stage. Uh, well, I mm, but, like, but it's been a while, uh, and it's again emerging. Mm, so we've seen. We've seen some stuff. I mean, that, like, it's been a while. It's versus, it's versus other regions, which we would like to see them play more against of OCE. And obviously, yeah. um, God, what is C? What the? That doesn't exist Southeast anymore. Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Okay, so that's just VCS now, right? The Southeast Asia doesn't exist anymore. because uh, No, it's... VCS is, no, it's, there's PCS, which is like the, yeah, PCS, which includes... Oh. Um, all the X X LMS teams as well. Right. Okay. Just so like remember how can't make this Ty stuff uh, simple. Can remember I? how Taipei Assassins technically came from? They were a complete wild card. version of it. No, no, but they came from that region. That's right. Yes. Yes. Because like, that, that I'm trying to remember what it, what it right. was. Effectively, it was like so you had like Singapore, yeah, because they didn't even South have a league Asia. to play in. They just won yeah. through just a no, bunch they did. of no, tournaments. They did. did they? No, they, they did. They did. Yeah, because okay. oh no, or rather it went on to be that in season two. Because season two was weird, right? Remember? Yeah, season two yeah. was yeah. just oh, no, a mess. Think, it was very odd. Because you had like you had like Singapore, Southeast Asia, and like a couple of the Indonesian stuff as well. They would have their oh, and Thailand as well. I think it was. They'd have their regional tournaments, and then the winners of that would basically have like Champions League, where they go into right, a yeah. thing, and that was like, and that was the tournament which them kind of. So I believe was that like, was in Singapore. They did that tournament because something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think Hong Kong was involved in that too. But like, I, I remember so, yeah. that uh, you had like the Taipei Assassins, uh, the Singapore Sentinels, or whatever it was as well. Um, like a whole load of teams, kind of like which had some stories to them, kind of came from there. But and this South is kind of like that new kind of system. I'm so confused because Southeast Asia has. Gam. So, uh, but uh, technically, it used to. Oh, used to, yeah. It used to. Used to. The VCS. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, the VCS split off. Split off from because they were, yeah, yeah. Because they, split they off. were just that much better. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly it. I mean, yeah. we're, we're gonna definitely support our brethren when we're like, yeah. oh, well, sorry, just, I was, I was, I was hunting down some other match history. So yeah, so they, they basically, there you go. if you want to see the LJL winning, uh, twenty seventeen Rift Rivals, we look pretty good. Ooh. Uh, there was a there was a fun game in 2018 as well. 2019 was not good. 
I 2017, mean, I, they also were Rampage went zero four in groups. I ends, so I think I'm safe to say though, we're 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 disappointed to that, but we we are very understanding. Obviously, that there is no MSI. Oh yeah, sure. No, um, no, no, there's no way you can hold that. But we're obviously so still that. a little bit disappointed because this yeah. would have definitely been an MSI. Um, we would have yeah. been waiting on bated breath and also could have given our expertise to those that would be willing to listen to us regarding the region yeah. as we are still the undisputed kings of the english speaking realm when it comes to the l j l um our other question that got given to us as a swift di divergent uh is from ishiki i'm going to give a shout out to this gentleman a little bit later uh, in regards to something completely different that they've done for our lovely community. Uh, where a question to us is, what champions do we want to see played in the semi-finals and the finals? We did sort of cover this a little bit in the episode. We talked about Pixabans to fucking death. But, um, but what champions do we want to see that we might not be seeing? I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of really okay. lean into that. Let's what let's champions do we want? want? Alright. Or do I, we want to? Graves, Velkos. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see Graves. Uh, I would love to see Ebby pick up a rally. Yeah. I think that'd be a hell of a lot. I of fun. think that's dangerous. Uh, it maybe. would be, but it was a hell of a lot. I of mean, fun. it leans into the fact <laughs> yeah, of what he yeah. has to do, right? Yeah. It's what I want. It's not necessarily. What it's, it's not like again. This is a question about what we want to see, and what I want to see is not what I necessarily think is good. I think a rally would be a hell of a lot. I appreciate yeah, that initial. Like, I appreciate. Yeah, it. The only time you're gonna have that is a blind pick gangplank. It's the only time, or maybe a chase. Hmm. But Always an option. Has, has plays Jays. Yeah, maybe. There's, there is an outside chance. I will not say it's impossible. Yeah, I think I think Graves and Graves, Graves, Velkos, maybe something like Zarath would be fun. Because, like, they're pretty okay versus stuff like Victor and Ziggs and, like, backline -y stuff. Which if you play some shit like heavy CC jungle or whatever, and which Graves doesn't count into the crowd of that. But if you have some heavy CC and you have like the chains of corruption go down or something, just like nuke them from literally the other side of the screen with like your uh, life form disintegration ray and your plasma stuff, and it's like, oh, I, they, they are they are no longer existing. But there's some fun stuff you can do with that. I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna say not Ari. You don't deserve her. You're not good enough. Oof. That's, wow. That's, uh, that's, that's Ramane has thrown me off that. I I mean, I I honestly want to just see more Azir. To um, be honest, and that's why these picks are do yeah. super well into it. I actually also really want to see, and I know Boogie loves this champion and plays it quite a lot. I want to see Boogie pick up Evelyn. I think well, that's he your could, champion. Um, that is your champion. Um, but, but I but he plays Evelyn mm. really well. He's um, a fantastic Evelyn player. Can, can I go on the opposite I really end and that say that I hope he doesn't play oh, the be champion amazing. because he's already playing one of your favorites in Evelyn. No, at least, at least, rather. Yeah. So, like, so, so, so come like, on, yeah. you're already getting one of your yeah. of your bands. I mean, like, like come but on. What, what, what I will say is actually, you know, talking to people like so people like Max Law when they've been streaming a little bit, I basically said, and obviously this is this is way back during ten point five, so it still holds mm -hmm. some relevance. Is that um, effectively uh, Evelyn was mildly viable into the right picks, especially if people are going towards tankier things that can't threaten her as well. So if people pick up a Szechuan or a Triangle, you have got options there. So it's not entirely uh, unnecessary, and like considering that Boogie's been willing to go towards things like the Nidalee and the Echo, um, it would be a little different, but not so different for me to go, yeah, that's a carry jungler that maybe doesn't dive as early as he might like, but it's a carry jungler I could say I could see him going for it still. I'm just trying to think. About it's out there. Which works it's out there. I'd also really like Jinzo. 
Yeah, that's, that's more reason. Good. I think that Jin's are like, if 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 you if the enemy team's like, oh man, I really don't want to play against early game junglers and shit. Wow, that would really destroy our scaling stuff. Like, I mean, movie plays a mean mean Jinzo. I mean, I really just want to see some of the champions that we've been shown that um throughout as the meta has evolved um that have become strong like this graze that we keep harping on about like a corky as well oh a corky might be okay. um i would like to see some of these champions that have become very important within the meta which have not seen a huge amount of change or as initialized was privy to us earlier graves got his buff and no one played him for three patches and then we started seeing yep. uh, two, two, graves. Two, two really patches, annoying. three patches, two patches, three, one of the two. You can't run away from Phaseless Graves. It's, it's, actually, it's actually four patches now. 10.9 comes out. No, no, no. But till we actually saw someone playing him at a professional level, oh, I can't remember if it was two it's, patches this, this, or three. This last patch, really. Okay. Uh, so, uh, which had no effect on him. People just decided, <laughs> fuck it, we're going to start playing him. And <laughs> I mean, it's really good. Like it freaking stopped me in solo queue as a syndrome mid lane and i died like nine times but we won the game because we had late game scaling and they didn't end because solo queue and late. silver elo yeah. is stupid and you can uh, genuinely win anything it's... if it helps i've been trying so i've been trying to pick up syndra because i've been playing some semi like Chats some amateur hard. stuff yeah well it, it it's really vulnerable in a lot of ways oh, like you just get so shut down super easy i have a lot of respect for people that play syndrome pro but i guess there's less blood in a lot of pro games so but there sometimes is more blood if you're vcs and lpl so i mean yeah. yes very true, very true. And, and, the, and these are still regions which one, play these champions unless it's the finals between unless it's like that semi-final between like fpx and um oh uh, and, and jdd mm. where it's like first yeah, blood at 32 minutes or something it was bizarre it was bizarre it was, it was very bizarre but or you can have right. the complete opposite of the finals and you decide to pick ap syndra i uh, know no ap, AP um shyvana Gam don't give a fuck. Well, and... it, it was a meta pick in VCS for most of the split. It's really fun. I, 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 they basically play. I still am flabbergasted that that's they, they legit meta. They they basically play AP Shivana when Carthus could be picked effectively because like it's you're actually a Carthus with crazy dude some extra upfront burst potential, a little bit more survivability and just safety really, but True. less of the Carthus fuckery. It, but similar Shivana fuckery. It, it's just crazy that Levi can get away with doing that kind of stuff. It genuinely yeah. boggles my mind that that. Well, man... it's like heavy. Get, it's like it's like a boogie getting away with Echo all the time and shit, right? Fair point. You know what? In some ways. In some ways. Fair point. Sometimes you... you're just good. Yeah, That's and I it. mean, I mean, this is the same Levi that has gone to play for a hundred thieves. Yeah, and he then did went to play for JD, and now is playing in Gam again. So like. Yeah. Eh, he's back he baby he's he's back and he's definitely made a point and the kid's only 22 years old so he's got a long so, career yeah. ahead of him he does but any other champions people want to see i think that's pretty much it. no i think i think uh, we've exhausted uh, that one without starting to list every champion underneath the sun that yeah. isn't played um yeah. i think short, short and sweet is normally the correct way um i do it's want to shout pod, not our podcast then no uh. definitely not um i do want to shout out ishiki he uh gave us an amazing resource over on our discord server he where he had great, found oh dude basically amazing, most Quite players accounts that are korean accounts uh, which is what we were able to figure out quick mm -hmm. enough we haven't been able to fully go through the resource the resource will be made as a default thing somewhere on our server i will definitely be uh putting all of this information Put in a pin post um yeah it'll be pinned but we'll also probably give it its own little 
place which we can cool. add more uh, links to nop.gg so solo um, queue hunting. it can build out and eventually we can just have every player's solo queue uh, solo queue account and they'll be like we don't want it there and we'll be like because <laughs> I mean we don't quite know on the Japanese servers many players accounts it's very difficult yeah. to find active accounts as well and everything else like that but it was very nice of them to uh, find all that information and to uh, you, give it to Chishiki. our community we appreciate you you are the best. Thank you, Chishiki. Yes. Thank you. Also, he writes amazing articles on a regular mm-hmm. basis. So that uh, is very interesting if you like your written content as well. But with that all said, gentlemen, I am looking to wrap up this podcast just sub of three hours. I don't know quite how we've done it. I've, I, I guess I've kind of forced us off of tangents a little bit more aggressively. This could be very much. We could have spitballed a lot more stuff. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not having that. We could have gone on for four hours easy, so uh, yeah. let's prevent that from happening. I don't want a giant bomb episode, because we are not getting giant bomb money. So till that, till that day, till that day, where At we can sit point, around and have lunch. and take a sip from my Alton Towers theme park cup, you could have had your sponsor here. You could have had it here for three hours of me drinking from a very large mug. Imagine that. I could have that. done it on this one. It would have been smaller but more elegant. You could have had it on so many areas of the screen that the listener or watcher, it would actually be so visible you'd be able to hear it. Like that, that's... that's how much exposure you've missed right now. Dear, dear, potential, dear potential sponsor. Um, Is that your closing thoughts, Nightmare, of interest? Uh, <laughs> put him on the spot I mean uh, it so is now those, I mean we have waited so long for these games right now that it's kind of it, it's been kind of hard trying to break out of this echo chamber with quarantine going on and only kind of talk to these guys about LGL and the people in Discord anyway so we could come out of this completely wrong and I'd be completely happy anyway because we get to see more games each one well, of well no in theory one of us is right yeah, theory one of us is right, but I could be completely wrong. And uh, it would still be really fun because each of these teams would be a valid and worthy winner if they were to take it. Mm. That's, a that's it. That's me. Okay. Initialize. Uh, I think we've covered most of it. I'm pretty good. I'm just looking forward to the games at this point. It's been a long time. I think it's been an interesting task trying to analysis together with such a massive gap between series um and i think we're all pretty certain that actually we wouldn't be surprised to see any of these teams win mm. yeah you can see uh, how and that happens. makes it and that makes it these these two days of semis into finals 24 hours apart is going to be huge we'll be doing it live we'll be there come join us because i think they're going to be killer not a 3-0 i said it's a 3-0 but maybe it won't be never know well, regardless, we'll, we'll, we, we will be covering any and all of your action. As always, you can find this podcast on all of your major stream platforms as well as it will be going on YouTube as well. We do have our own social media followings. You can find it below where our faces are or you can find it in the show notes as well as the official handles that we use across at the very bottom of the screen or again in the show notes as always do keep yourself safe tell those around you that you love them and that you care and that you're thinking and you're washing your hands you're not going to be a filthy animal like let's be real you're not don't take solo cue into the bathroom stop bad no don't be feeding just because you wanna wash your hands then you can go back to feeding that's fine um but for myself nightmare and initialize we can't wait for these games to get started 
and we will be bringing that action to you very shortly over the next few days. But with that all said, thank you so much for watching or listening, and have a lovely rest of your day. Good matinee. Such a weeb.